Welcome to the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast with your host, Dr. Fuck, and the Ayatollah of Alcohola, Ian Wadley. Kick on back and listen to another exciting episode. It's time for the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast! It is I, Dr. Fuck from Thrasher Dying Combat with the Ayatollah of Alcohola, Ian Wadley. What's going on, drunkies? Yeah. Oh, not too much. Crack that beer. Boy, you made me laugh, man. We're on Skype, and uh, once I, I called Ian, uh, he had this shit-eating grin on his face. And I was like, boy, he looks really drunk on that. So I'm sure this is going to be a really good one, because he's nice and polluted, let me tell you. I am very, I am celebrating. This is uh, uh, a good friend of mine and yours, my mother's 59th birthday, as we're yeah. recording I forgot to I forgot to get her a present, but that's the same shit every year. I do that every year. So Diane Reardon Wadley Leroy Esquire, happy 59th birthday! Oh, I love you. So she's listening, right? Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. I, I never met you. Okay, calm down. <laughs> all right, and and we have a, a guest with us tonight, all the way from England. And let me build it up before I say anything. This guy to me was the star of Grim. He was the star of uh, Rock and Metal Prague Central, whatever that hell that was about. He was he's even the star of the Terrence Reading experience, okay? He doesn't even have to be there. And I'm telling you, this guy was the best part of of that podcast, of all three podcasts. Let's hear it from England. Welcome, Luke Innes. Hey guys. It's all great right, to be Luke. here. Thank you, thank you, Lewis. thank you very much. Thank you very much for your kind words. Yeah, man. I mean, we really did appreciate your input in those. I mean, look, I'm going to be honest with you. Ian listened to more than I did. I, I think I listened to I listened to the episode Ian was on, which I thought was great because he kept yeah. he kept goofing on Josh, which was yeah, just yeah. Too no, I, I had I had a lot of fun doing that one as well. Um, I mean, I mean, most of the time I was I was uh, kind of trying to hold it together, but on that <laughs> one, we, we just we just let loose and had a good time so yeah and i was on a few of those shows even though i never heard them back but i you know i heard them while we were recording it so uh yeah that and the iron maiden one where they insulted me those are the only ones i listened to but <laughs> but ian listened to like all of them didn't you ian? yeah because i hate myself it was like man you know <laughs> i mean it was kind of like the opposite of our show when terrence was on because terrence was like bring down the show you know, but in, in in your case, like everybody was boring, but but uh, yeah, sorry <laughs> sorry Josh, but yeah, you were boring too. And uh, but Luke Luke actually, you know, Luke act, Luke has cred too, if you ask me. I mean, the guy likes Morbid Angel. You know, to me that that yes. shows that shows me that he's a little more you know open minded to the metal. You know, not like yeah, of course. I mean, I was I was fucking I was born and bred on heavy metal, so. Yeah, I'm not like you know. You know I'm not restrained uh, to to Iron Maiden and, and and you know, and then you throw in your Super Tramp and Genesis and Pink Floyd and you know and David <laughs> Gilmore, uh, David Gilmore mentioned on everything. Yeah, you know what, yeah. Terrence? Yeah, we're talking about you again. <laughs> yeah, you don't want. We know you're listening. We he, know you're listening. Of course, he's so... listening. He's listening, and he's going to listen to the whole show because Luke is going to tell his side of the story at the end of the show. So. I don't... He, and I'm sure, and, and Terrence, 
If you want to fast forward at the end of the show, you can go right ahead and do it. But you never know. We might talk about you during the top ten as well. And, and for my mom's birthday, we have to talk about Terrence. <laughs> because I talked to her this morning. I called her to wish her a happy birthday. And at first, you know, she was like, oh, I, I, I feel bad for Terrence. you got to be nice to Terrence. And then she called me this morning. She's like, does he really have Tourette's or whatever the fuck it is? Or is he just an <laughs> asshole? And I'm like, well, mine's a little of both. And she's like, I love the drama. And so do a lot of our fans. Yeah, a lot of people love it. I don't like it personally, but man, every time I try to ignore the guy, he has to say something stupid. Like the last one he said, well, you know, I'm on a show with an alcoholic and a recovering alcoholic. I was never an alcoholic, you jackass. I, it, it pisses I mean, me off how this guy, like, talks about me. And, I mean, he insults me. You know, the, starts- funny, the funny thing about that, I don't, I don't think Terrence understands the difference between someone who drinks and an alcoholic. Um... I mean, like, you, you quit drinking for, for health reasons. Yeah, I can't drink because totally I, I got a bad thing. pancreas. My pancreas well, Yeah, uh, that's is a bad. totally different thing. I don't think he understands the difference between his ass and a hole in the ground. But that's, no, no. That's just me. But, but enough about that fucking ball. Yeah, we'll talk, a, we'll, we'll talk about Baldini later. <laughs> yeah. What do we have on uh, current events there, Ian? Oh, current events. I got, I got, I got some current events this week. Uh, they announced the final dates this week for uh, Motley Crue's final tour. Uh, I traveled to Mississippi a couple months back to go see it, and I really wasn't even that excited about going, other than I want to see Alice Cooper. I seen Motley Crue a couple times, like eh. My old lady had never seen either band. I'm like, you know what? You should see Alice Cooper. And she loves fucking Motley Crue. So I'm like, okay, let's go. It was an incredible show. I I, I, I didn't want to see Motley Crue because the last couple times I saw them, they sucked so bad. And they already did play down here on the Farewell Show. And I didn't go because they just yeah. suck so bad. Uh, I am going to go to this one because it's so close to my house. And Alice Cooper's opening where... Yeah, and it, Alice Cooper was amazing. Even if it's just for Alice Cooper, go. Yeah, and Alice Cooper uh, didn't play the last time Motley Crue played here on the Farewell Tour, so that was another reason I wouldn't want to go to that. I was like, fuck, Alice Cooper ain't on it. I ain't going to go just see Motley Crue. All right, another story that was great this week. I don't know if you guys saw this. I thought it was fucking fantastic. Ice-T and Body Count put out a video for their new version of of institutionalized. Awesome. Uh, awesome. Oh my God. You know, did it great. They kept the chorus the same, but changed all the verses. It's new. It's contemporary. And it was fun as fucking shit. Uh, I love suicidal tendencies. I love institutionalized. And I love what body count did to it. I love uh, body counts. New album. I mean, I'm oh. not, I, I really did not like body count after the first album. This new one should have been the second album. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I, I, agree. I agree. This is the only one that's a worthy successor to the first one. Yeah. Uh, but I... Did you see the video, Ralph? I loved it. Yes, I did see it. The day I it was released, it. actually. Because, what, you know, what? of course, I knew the song. So when I saw they made a video for it, I was like, oh, God, I got to see this. But uh, I, I thought Ice-T did a great job with it. And it was a great, fun way to do a cover. Luke, are you familiar with this? I am not. I am. I am a body count fan, and I am a suicidal tendencies fan. So I will be checking it out. Uh, need- it's news to me, though. So I'll yeah. definitely be. Uh, 
uh, checking that um, out as soon as we're uh, done doing this. Yeah, get ready to oh. laugh. It's an awesomely entertaining, funny video. Yeah, awesome. Well, no, I'm looking forward to it. All right. And the last uh, current event story, uh, Jakey Lee canceled the final three shows of uh, his tour. What? Sac- not, not the one down here, did he? In Miami? Uh, I thought they were all three uh, L.A. shows. I mean, I mean California well, shows. He's playing down here in April. Is that still going I, on? Uh, that that might be. He's right. citing it as back pain, and he's canceled oh, his boy. show before because of that. And uh, I don't know. I got to tell you, I listened to uh, he did an interview on the Eddie Trunk show, and I love Jakey Lee. I love. I actually, you know, there's. I almost like Jakey Lee a little bit more than Randy Rhodes. I know that's Jesus like Jesus Christ. I know that's sacrilege, but I really blasphemous. I yeah, really, I really love Jakey Lee. But then again, alcohol. True. <laughs> and, and my age. I mean, when I came into Ozzy, Jake was the guitar player. Uh, I really, really, really love Jakey Lee. But listen to this interview. He really kind of came off kind of as a dick. And uh, I don't want to mention the guy's name, uh, but I hung out with the rock star one night here in New Orleans, and he was telling me about he was in a he was in a bad place in Las Vegas, and and uh, Jakey Lee was there, and Jakey Lee was like smoking meth, fucked up out of his mind. He said he couldn't believe it at first. He looked at the guy, he was like, I know you. He was like. Holy fucking shit, you're Jakey Lee. And he's like, Jakey Lee was fucking out of his mind on fucking meth. And kind of like you look at him now and you hear interviews and I really believe this guy, you know. Uh, I don't know, it was it was very depressing. I mean, it was depressing to hear that, you know, firsthand. But then to like, you know, hear an interview with, with uh, Eddie Trunk and like he came off really kind of assholeish. I was like... Man, maybe this guy really does have problems. But I hope he gets his shit together. I hope he gets a solid band together. Because as a guitar player, I think he is fucking amazing. I really, really, really love Jakey Lee. The, the, the night he's playing down here on the same night, uh, Queensryche is playing. And which I'm dying to see that that because of that it, new it, guy. It, oh, oh, with uh, Latoria. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. awesome. The videos oh, I've oh. seen, the guy's great. Oh, amazing! And I really, I really enjoyed the new Queensrÿche album that he did. Okay, well, I haven't heard it yet, but I'm telling you, uh, Jake's playing the same night, so I had to choose. So I said, you know what? I'm going with Jake because he may never come back. And, I agree. I agree. And I, would I go think, with that. yeah, and I think uh, Queensrÿche will come back because I know they're working I, on a new album. So I'm going to take my chances and uh, go see Jake. And if Jake cancels, then I have a backup plan. But I really hope he doesn't, because the show I'm going to cost $55. Ow, to see Jakey Lee? Yes, because it's kind of like a festival thing. Oh. And and with the $55, you get like a VIP thing. But you can't get, like, you can't get in other than the $55 ticket. But, I you. you know, uh, I I have money, so it's, I just, I do have money, but I don't have enough to bring my girlfriend along, if you understand. I can afford it, but I can't afford to buy somebody else a ticket. So Right. I'm right. Go- so, so you want to fuck somebody new is what you're saying. Hey, man, she listens to this show, you jackass. <laughs> oh, shit, never mind. Never mind. She's going to think is- I really do bang your mom. 
Oh God! Hey, hey, hey! hey. But, but anyway, so uh, what, a, what a great birthday present, <laughs> dude! I'm not like you. Oh fuck! I just remembered your girlfriend don't listen to your podcast. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, but my Never. point is, is that uh, I'm gonna go see Jake instead. I'm gonna pay the fifty-five buck. I'm gonna meet oh. him, which I met him before, and I have a picture with Jakey Lee, which I can't find. My friend, when, when, huh? when did you meet him? What year? Badlands Voodoo Highway Tour. How was he? Was he cool? Or he was really nice. He was super right. nice. Let's do what I consider a sequel to our biggest episode ever. T- oh. Our our biggest episode ever is the ten worst Kiss songs. Oh, and you know that's not my favorite. My favorite Kiss episode was Kiss Trivia. Everybody should yeah. go back. I actually listened to that the other day. I couldn't stop laughing. It's such a good episode. My Kiss- favorite, actually. Kiss Trivia is in the top five. But our number one episode is 10 Worst Kiss Songs Ever. And, you know, at first I thought about, like, hey, let's do 10 more Kiss Songs that suck. Nah. But, nah, fuck you, we might do that later. That's true. But, I'll tell you what, I was so excited about this episode because it reminded me, I mean, we've done some episodes on shit like The Fucking Elder and shit like really where I hate on fucking Hey, wait, Elder rules, bro. Oh, yes, uh, I agree. Yeah, uh, but, but anyway, uh, I wanted something to remind me of why I love Kiss. And I do. I really, really, really love Kiss. And so I'm excited to do this episode that is, in our opinions, right now on this date, the 10 best Kiss songs, in all our opinions. According to us. According to us. And I, I think this is going to be a fun, exciting fucking episode. I love Kiss, and I am fucking ready to do this shit. I think Luke should kick off the top 10. Oh, oh yes. wow, what an, what an honor. Okay. Um, uh, give us your, what's the number 10 on your list, Luke? Okay, well, number 10 on my list, I've gone for something pretty old school. Um... One of their first uh, hit singles. I've gone with "Come On and Love Me" awesome uh, from "Press to Kill." Awesome song. It, I love what, that what song. can I say? It's just, it's just a great uh, uh, sort of, you know, kind of poppy rock song. Uh, you know, it's um, almost quite, uh, quite funky. You know, the drums in it. I, I really, really love the song. So I put it at number ten. Um, at the moment, I really dig it um, because I love "Dress to Kill," and that's for me the standout moment on the album. So, so yeah, "Come On and Love Me" is at number ten for me. Great choice. I think that's like a perfect type of Kiss song. Has all the cool little components. I love the lyrics, uh, and it's like, yeah, it's very catchy. I mean, there's a lot of hooks in that song, man. It's just hooks everywhere. It's like, you know, it's 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 as hooky as Rolling Rock is to Ian over here. No, that's actually, that's actually a Guinness. Oh, I'm he's drinking. Guinness. Oh, Guinness. No wonder you had that shit-eating grin. That shit gets it, you more polluted than fucking Rolling Rock ever could. It, well, I'm drinking both, but in honor of Luke Guinness, oh, I, got me, I, I got me some Guinness, oh, too. In honor of Luke Innes, you bought some Guinness. Yeah, I got me some Guinness Tallboys because I love Guinness. That actually is my favorite beer of all time, but... Right. Uh, because because of my budget, it's usually Rolling Rock. <laughs> okay, so uh, what do you? But think? I I love Come On Love Me. Oh my God, this is quintessential fucking kiss. I love Come On and Love Me. So what will be in your top? What's number ten in your list, Ian? My my top ten. Oh my God, I'm gonna catch some shit for this, but I could give a flying fuck. I love this goddamn song. 
off of 1979's Dynasty album. Wow. Sure knows something. Good song. I, I, I really like it too. I, I love Sure Knows Something. I think it's a perfect pop song. Uh, it definitely has a disco tinge to it. But it reminds me, you know, because of my age, when I first started listening to music, uh, you know, the first Stone song I remember is, uh, uh, what's the one off of fucking Some Girls? Uh, Miss You. Uh, you know, Rod Stewart, Do You Think I'm Sexy? You know, so it was like classic rock bands doing like a disco edge thing. But I think this song is like perfect on every fucking level. Um, I love the bass. I have no idea if Gene's actually playing bass on this, but I love the bass on this. I love Paul's vocals. I think it's perfectly fucking produced. And I fucking absolutely love Sure Knows Something. What do you, what do you guys think? Uh, I mean, I... I, I, I uh, you go ahead, Ralph. Sorry. No, no, you go, Luke. You're the guest. Oh, thank you very much. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it's a great song. Um, I actually prefer the unplugged version to the uh, version on Dynasty. Um, but yeah, it holds a special place in my heart because it was the first song I learned to play on the bass. So, nice. you know, it's uh, it's um, it's always going to be cool for that. I can remember being fucking eight years old or whatever and having this bass that was way too big for me, trying to fucking play that, that awesome little run at the beginning. But yeah, I, I, I think it's a great song, great ballad. Um, one of the highlights of the album for me and particularly the Unplugged version. I think it's one of the best songs on Unplugged. It's perfect for, for that sort of setting. Uh, so, yeah, I really like the song. Yeah, uh, I agree with you, Luke. Actually, uh, I love the Unplugged album. That Unplugged album, is I can put that on anytime. It's like one of my favorite yeah. kids albums. And actually, that is my favorite song off the Unplugged album. It sure knows something. I just love the version that's on there it's like my favorite yeah and I would say I even like it more than the Dynasty version but I love the Dynasty version alright my top 10 I'm gonna get a lot of shit for this and this sucks because I am very fragile and timid and I have thin skin and my ego cannot take uh, somebody that does not agree with me <laughs> so my top 10 features Tommy Thayer on guitar no and, oh, so full of shit. and you Eric, are so full of shit and Eric Singer on drums oh let me explain wow. something to show you that I'm not lying about this. I already did a top 10 on YouTube, so you can check it out. I put it up over a year ago just to show you I'm not bullshitting. So I went back to that video and wrote down my top 10 because I know I would have picked different songs and I would contradict myself. So I said, fuck it. I actually, I actually did exactly the same thing. I've got a top 50 songs video on my YouTube channel, so I had to do the same thing. Yeah. Because otherwise I was going to catch some shit off people who I do uh, a follow lot. my there's a yeah. lot of times people say, but you said this was your favorite and that yeah. was your favorite review. I was like, well, fuck, man. I mean, well, this week I feel different. Anyway, all right. Yeah. My top 10, and this is number 10, off the album Monster. Uh, oh, fuck you! <laughs> uh, a song called Back to the Stone Age. Yeah. Oh, fuck you! Yeah, I fuck love that you. song. That's a great That's song. It. Come on, man. This is top 10 Kiss song. That's right. And uh, that one's my number 10. Uh, oh, Jesus Christ. I don't know. There's something about when that, that Gene does that scream, man. I just love that shit. And uh, I think that song fucking rules. I think it's a kick-ass song. It kicks... It's an excellent, excellent song that kicks, <laughs> that kicks much Recon ass. Hoo-yah! What do you think, Ian? Hey. 
Oh my god! Come on, dude! I'm, 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 I'm tired of taking you fucking seriously. That song's fucking horrible. Alright, Luke, what do you think? I, I, I'm really surprised. I mean, I, I do like the song. I think it's an okay song, but I, I wouldn't put it anywhere Damn, near my top ten. you too! <laughs> no, no, no. Hey, come on. Luke's not really, like, impressed with my number ten, okay? I know! I'm not. I, I, I'm not. I'm going to be honest. I mean, it's your choice. I respect that. But, you know, we're going to have to agree to disagree here. I think it's... I actually think it's one of the weaker songs on the album. Because I, I, I like my I think I'm, Monster's a I'm, good album, I'm, so... I'm sorry, Luke, not to cut you off, not to cut you off, brother. And I agree, Monster is, is better than fucking, uh... Sonic Boom sucked. Yeah, it's better yeah, than Sonic Boom, but that's like saying, of course, Code is better than in, Through the Outdoor. Uh, but God, we're talking top ten? <laughs> top ten fucking... <laughs> and you're picking back to the Stone Age? Hey, uh, top ten. Yes. It'd be nine, number 10, yes. At the All bottom right. of my top 10, yes. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I had no idea you hate Kiss. I had no idea. My <laughs> ego is deflated. I hate you. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, uh, Luke, what's your number nine? My number nine is uh, I Still Love You um, uh, from Creatures of the Night, which is my favorite Kiss album. And it's actually my favorite album of all time. Uh, and I still love you. Is uh, uh, it's just it's just a great song. It's so uh, emotive. It really moves me. You know, um, uh, as a guy who's been a little bit unlucky in in love. You know, and uh, so I, I think it's. I just think it's a great song. It was. It feels like it was the first time that Kiss went that dark with with a ballad. You know, um, I mean they were doing a lot of heartbreak songs at the time. You know, they'd have a million to one on the next album. But I still love you. Just something really, uh, really resonates with me about it. Um, and uh, it's actually my dad's favourite Kiss song. So it's kind of in there because of him as well, you know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I mean, I love the song. Um, and, yeah, it, it kicks much reek on ass. So, Hoo-yah! you know, hoo <laughs> but, but, yeah, I mean, what do you guys think? I like that. Uh, I like I like the British accent. Hoo-yah! <laughs> yeah. That was awesome. Uh, I, I still love you. Um, I love the song. This is obviously something that's like really poignant to fucking Paul because this shit stayed in the set list way longer than it should have. And he would always drag this up. I do love the song. I believe it's about Donna Dixon, uh, the blonde bombshell that ended up, you know, marrying fucking uh, Dan Aykroyd. Um, great song. It, you're absolutely right. It was like a first, like serious ballad. Uh, it's awesome. It suffers overkill to me just because I think it stayed too long at the party. But I, I, I do love the song. I would never put it in my top ten, but uh, I can't fault you on it because I think it's a great song. What do you uh, think, Ralph? I think you know this is a song where I don't think there's any ballad ever that was just so straight to the point lyrically then uh i still love you i i love the hell out of this song my favorite line is uh, tonight i'll dream away and you can still be mine but i'm dreaming a lie that shit's all awesome. yeah but i'm dreaming a lie that that, 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 that that part is like it hits me man like the whole the whole thing though line. hits me you know that, that is know, a great line one of that, us knows the two of us don't belong in each other's company 
I'm getting that's chills right now that's, thinking that's, of that. That's the reason. That's the part of the reason that I put it in as well is because, I mean, Kiss were never a band that were noted for their lyrical mastery, but this song and, and proves it's simple. that they yeah. could. Yeah, you're, exactly. You're right. It's simple exactly. lyrics, but it's so effective that fuck your little like you know innuendo bullshit. But I do agree with Ian on one thing, which is amazing. I agree with this guy. Um, I know. I was never really a fan of this live. For some reason, it didn't translate live as well as uh, it, it, it the studio down version. The show, and even like the, you know yeah. the unplugged album, which I love. It, yeah. To me, that's the one song. If you if I pick anyone to be off. Well, be I still love you because that album has a lot of ballads on it, and I th- and I love all the ballads. But I don't know something about I still love you on Creatures. It's much more darker, and it, yeah. it really emotes better. It really it translates much better than when when Paul does it live. It's more like vocal gymnastics. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He holds his, notes. His and song where he shows off. Yeah, he shows off a lot with the singing. Where in this one he doesn't show off. It's just it sounds like he's fucking. Yeah, I guess he was going through some heartache during that time. But then you also think about it. He was also going through heartache with the sales of the elder. So you know you can tell like he was hurting. Hi-yo. <laughs> he was hurting at that time. It was like maybe it wasn't just about uh, girls. Maybe he that song has to do about money too. Like how he loved money. You know, one of us don't belong in each other's wallet, you know. But anyway, I love, it's a great, great song. Yes, you know, again, another one that neither me and I have in our top 10, but I I, I would definitely put it in my top 20. It's, it's an awesome tune. Ian? Fucking goddammit, loyal listeners know where I'm going right now. That is motherfucking tears are falling. I love this goddamn song. I think it's one of the most perfect fucking songs ever written. And I know I said this uh, uh, in the uh, Asylum episode. I said it was the last great uh, Kiss song ever written. I take that back now. It's back to the Stone Age, buddy. Oh, go fuck. <laughs> oh, that shit's horrible. Uh, uh, I, well, I'm not taking anything away from this song. I think probably the last great uh his song written was Unholy because Unholy is awesome but this is a song I think is even better Tears Are Falling this is a song that made me a Kiss fan I think it transcends Kiss or Hard Rock or Heavy Metal I think whatever if you're just a fan of fucking music Tears Are Falling is just an amazing perfect perfect song the best solo Bruce Kulik ever did and I think it's one of those songs where the solo is actually Bruce Kulik. You know, like like where Tommy Thayer, everything he has to play has to sound like Ace Fraley. Uh, this is Bruce Kulik doing, hey, this is what I would play on this solo. And it was fucking amazing. Um, and it's just a perfect, perfect fucking song. I'm surprised it's not higher, but it is a non-original, uh, you know, member Kiss song. But tears are falling. I absolutely love this song, Luke. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I mean, when I was uh, getting into Kiss, I had Asylum on cassette, and I wore that thing to fucking dust. Great album. The, yeah, I, I mean, I think it's a great album too. And and yeah, tears are falling. Kind of a sort of quasi ballad sort of thing. Um, but yeah, like you say, it just transcends style. It's just a really good song. 
I do. I do think it's 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 the. Uh, uh, actually, no, that's a lie. I'd probably say King of the Mountains a better song, but it is it is absolutely at the top of uh, of the list for Asylum. Uh, that's about all I've got to say. What do you think, Ralph? Um, I, I, when I did my uh, Kiss Top thing on uh, YouTube, it was my it was actually my top thirty Kiss songs, and uh, this didn't make it. And uh, the reason this didn't make it, and I know I'm going to get a lot of shit because this song is so respected by the Kiss Army. Kiss Army loves it. I'm not that big of a fan, and I love Asylum. I like um, uh, Loves a Deadly Weapon more. Wow. Yeah, you heard me right. You heard me right. What are you going to do? Come on. Come at me, Kiss Army. So uh, I'm going to come out and love you. Yeah, no, (laughs) no, that's a good song. But, uh, no, I feel like Back to the Stone Age is much better. Oh, God. So now it's my time to do a number nine. And like Luke, it's off the album Creatures of the Night. There's not a lot of 80s stuff on my list. Uh, And yeah, Back to the Stone Age is the only thing that survived after the 80s. Yeah, there's no revenge stuff on my top ten. But, you know, if I was to pick something from revenge, it'd be unholy. But no, it didn't make my top ten. My number nine is the title track off Creatures of the Night. song called Creatures of the Night, yes. This is a song that got me back into Kiss. I gave up on Kiss after Dynasty, though I love Dynasty. Uh, I started to get into the metal, New Wave of British Heavy Metal, Van Halen, ACDC, uh, you know, and, you know, Maiden, Priest, all that shit took uh, their place. And I wasn't listening to Kiss anymore. I remember when Unmasked came out, I saw Shandy, and I was, that was enough for me to stay away from that album. <laughs> Even though now I love Shandy, which is weird. I do too. <laughs> I love, I love Shandy. I love Shandy and Naked City and somewhat Is That You and the rest of Unmasked I don't like. But, you know, and then The Elder I didn't listen to until 1984. But, you know, Creatures of the Night. You should have never listened to it. It's horrible. No, it's not. And Creatures of the Night actually is better than Tears of Fallen. Creatures of the Night. Ah! The drums, man. The drums. Awesome. What do you think of Creatures of the Night, Luke? I love it. It's the title track to my favorite album of all time. I've got to love it. I mean, it's... Like you say, the drums, just the first time I heard it, it just resonated with me so much. The, the drums are like a, a fucking like Thompson submachine gun just going off in your ears. I, I just, I couldn't stay away from it instantly. That was an album that I had to have on the Walkman, on the way to school. Just great. I love, I love the song. No. I've got nothing more to say than that. It's perfection. To me, there's not one bad song on Creatures. Uh, there's not one song that's less than fantastic for me. Yes, I love it. I, I know in my review I didn't say that. I wasn't too kind to Satan Sinners, but I like that song a lot. I do like the song a yeah, lot. Yeah, I love it. All right, Ian, what do you think of this title track, Creatures of the Night? Uh, I, I fucking love it. I, I, I love every track on Creatures. And it, it, it's so funny. Like, you know, when I came into Kiss, uh, when I bought it, you know, I, I got it with, like, the, the bad cover. They had Bruce Cooler oh, kind yeah, of, which I still know, have on vinyl, by the way. Yeah, I pull Stanley's ass on the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and uh, but God damn, it's a great fucking song. And uh, man, what a comeback after! I, I mean, it's, I love fucking Dynasty. I love fucking Dynasty. I like Unmasked. I hate the fucking album. But then you come with this, and this is them doing fucking metal doing hard rock and and 
the title track, the opening track, amazing. Uh, I, I fucking love it. This is like really, really good. And even though it doesn't sound like Kiss, because to me, no, I mean, no Kiss really sounds like Kiss without Ace Frehley playing lead guitar, but it's an amazing fucking track. And uh, man, what a great concert opener. They, they, a lot of concerts open up with this fucking song. And for good reason. I mean, it's just fucking good, hard rock, heavy metal. Uh, I can't fault anybody for this being in their top ten. I love Creatures of What would be your number nine, uh, Ian? Let's mix it around a little bit. I already did my number nine. I mean, nine. number eight. I'm sorry. My number eight, this is going to be a little... This is going to be some controversy. And I hope a lot of people know... I'm afraid a lot of people don't know this song. But it can't, it can't be worse than Tears Are Falling. Oh, go fuck yourself. Uh, this song is amazing. And if you are a true Kiss fan, if you're a sucker Kiss fan, you bought the box set. And there is a demo on there called Don't You Hesitate. What? I fucking love this song. This song, they said it was demoed in late uh, 75. So it was basically what was going to be Destroyer. But then they got Bob Ezrin, and, you know, it took a total change of, you know, what was going to be on the album, what it was. But when I heard this song, I think this is the greatest, greatest unreleased Kiss song I've ever heard. It is so amazing. It, it falls right in vain with the first three albums. Because this, this, this could have been on the first album, Hotter Than Hell, Just to Kill. Don't You Hesitate is fucking amazing. And it's classic Kiss from what I consider the black and white era. Uh, it's fucking awesome. I love Don't You Hesitate. What do you think, Luke? Yeah, it's it's one of those songs I've only heard it a few times um, because it's very rare that I put the box set on. Um, but yeah, from what I can remember, um, definitely made a big impression on me as um, as far as unreleased tracks go. Um, I, I remember there was that and there was a song called Lita on the box set that I really liked as well. So I've not got much else to say, so I'll pass it on to you, Ralph. All right. Look, to be honest with you, I know the song you're talking about, but I don't remember it. I know it's on the box set. I know I've heard it, but I, it's like it can't be that great for me for me not to remember it because when I think of the box set, I think of It's My Life. Now that was a great track, track on it. Oh, that was horrible. I horrible. Lo- I loved it. So, you know, and horrible. I know there was a couple other things on there I really liked too. And uh, I think the one that Luke said, wasn't that like a mellow song, Luke? Uh, yeah, like, man. It was like you can picture Gene sitting in a gondola with a I loved it. acoustic yes. guitar. Yeah. Yeah, that was a really good one. That was a really early one too, right? Wasn't that like yeah? Wicked, that was Wicked like Wicked late. Lester? That was like late sixties. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say. 60s. Yeah, it was like. Around it might the... even be. It might even be pre Wicked Lester, actually. To be honest, um, I'm not sure, but yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, I remember that one. I liked a lot. But no, I mean, I can't really. You know, this is you got you stumped me there, Ian, because I can't really go into how don't you hesitate, how good or bad it is, because. I well, just don't I, remember it at all. All right. Well, well, then fuck you and the horse you rode in on. What's your number seven? Uh, no, it's my number eight. 
Oh, oh, you still got your eight? Okay, go Okay, for- now we're going to go into, believe it or not, a 70s song, which actually dominates my top ten, and this is the first time a 70s song shows up on my top ten. It is my favorite song off the first Kiss album, 100,000 Years. I love this song. I've always loved this song. First time I heard it was on Double Platinum, which is different sounding, you know, it's remixed, whatever. But, um... Then the alive version, you know. I, you know, I came in late to the party on the first album. Uh, I heard that one way, you know, after alive and double platinum, and um, yeah, hundred thousand years. Um, I was, I'll be, I'll uh, be honest with you, by you know the farewell tour, I was like, yeah, I love this song, but goddamn, man, can you stop playing it? But it's still like my in my top ten. I love a hundred thousand years. What do you think, Luke? Yeah, I mean, I, I can't fault the first album. I think it's a great album. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's um, it's not on my list personally, but <clears throat> I do agree with you. It's a great song. Uh, love the Alive version. I love the drum solo, man. Oh, yeah. Just, just great it's killer. Solo. Yeah. I mean, anyone who says Peter Chris couldn't play the drums, go and listen to that drum solo and you'll see why you're wrong. Yeah. So, yeah, Ian. Ian, what do you think? <laughs> uh I, I love this song, and this is one that nearly missed my top ten. But <laughs> I gotta say, I'm not a huge fan of the drum solo. Wow! <laughs> and I, I, I'll never forget. <laughs> I played this one night. I I, I threw on a dart league, and uh, I, I played this on the jukebox. And it's one of those, you know, when internet jukeboxes first started up, and. Uh, I played 100,000 Years and I thought it was a version off the first Kiss album, but it turned out to be the Alive version. <laughs> and and a member of my Dart team was very like, I need concentration, I gotta do this, I gotta throw this. <laughs> when she got up to play it, it was right in the middle of fucking Peter Grove. And she's like, her hand's shaking, trying to throw a fucking Dart. And I'm fucking dying laughing. Uh, I do not think it's a great drum solo. But I love this fucking song. I love, love, love 100,000 Years. It just nearly missed my top ten. Uh, it's quintessential fucking kiss. I fucking love it. Okay, so Luke, what's your uh, number eight? My number eight's also for the first album. Um... And it's the song that should have opened the first album. Deuce. It's Deuce. Yeah, I knew it. You got it, man. That yeah, should have opened it. the album. I, I should have opened agree. the album. Yes. Um, uh, opened Alive. <laughs> what, what, what can you say? You know, great song. Love it. Uh, you know, considering the time it came out, that's a heavy riff. Um, and, and yeah, I, I mean, I, I love the song. It's, um, it's one of my favorite Gene songs. Um, you know, I mean, the lyrics are just nonsensical um, in in the in the kindest possible way. You know, but I, I just, just love it. It's such a you know a sing along tune. Um, the first time I saw him live, they opened with it, so that's kind of a special thing for me. But yeah, I mean, I think it's a great song. What do you guys think? Deuce is uh, awesome, and yeah, what you were saying, those lyrics, they may you know they may not make sense, but they're awesome. Get up and get your grandma yeah. out of here. That's awesome. That's you rock know? and roll. That's yeah, rock man. and roll. Get your grandma out of here. I mean, that's the, like the best opening line on any Kiss song. 
You know, and probably one of the greatest open lines on almost every song. Uh, I may be wrong, but Ian, since he's a big Rolling Stones fan, I remember I read it somewhere where they ripped off a riff for that opening. Was it Bitch from Rolling Stone? Yes. It was. Yes. They got the inspiration Bitch, but to me it doesn't sound like it. But still, you know, they, they kids borrowed a lot, but they, you know, but they made it their own. And this is a awesome, awesome song. And yes. When uh, one of the great, it was the greatest Kiss show I ever saw was the three nights out of the four Madison Square Garden reunion shows. When it would open with this song, it was pure magic. It was like the hairs would stand out of my head when they would do the little synchronized thing at the end. Great, great song. What do you think, Ian? Uh, well, <laughs> reminds me of the first time I took your mother home from a bar and I said, get up and get your grandma out of here. She told me that you like for her to drop a deuce on your chest. Hey, yeah, I, I liked it, but I didn't want to pay for it because that shit was extra. <laughs> excellent, excellent track. Hooah, hooah. <laughs> All right, let me go into, uh, I'll go into number seven. Uh, my number seven is my all-time favorite Kiss ballad, written by Paul Stanley, but sung by Peter Chris. Yes, my favorite was the song that he penned for Rod Stewart. But I'm glad that Peter Chris did it. Hard Luck Woman. I love the song. I like actually the, the double platinum version more. Because the drums come in a little later, which is cool. Um, I love Hard Luck Woman. Glad there's a video for it. It's just, to me, it's just pure magic. Great guitar work. It's like amazing. If Rod Stewart would have done this song, it would have been more respected. Oh, hell yeah. Hell oh, yeah. yeah, you know, but it's such a great fucking song that even Garth Brooks did a good version. What do you think of A Hard Luck Woman, Luke? I, I, I love the song. I think it's a great song. Um, uh, it's kind of difficult because um, this this song was my ex-girlfriend's favorite Kiss song. Oh, that so cunt? I, I hate <laughs> that cunt. Oh, oh my yeah. God. She was a hard luck woman. And she couldn't. She keep was a man. hard luck woman. She she couldn't uh, keep a man. <laughs> you know, yeah, and it always makes me think of her, and I just get angry and fucking upset and shit. So I don't listen to it that often, but I really, totally agree. Really, it's great it's not the herpes that bothers you. It's no man that that you can get fucking ointment for that shit. You can't <laughs> you can't you can't get ointment for the heart. Oh, you know oh, what's the best thing about that's herpes? <laughs> You know what's the best part about herpes? You only catch it once. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think of Hard Luck Woman there, Ian? I fucking... I, I love this song. I love this song. Uh, granted, like, if fucking... If he could have got Rod to do this, this would have been one of the biggest rock songs ever. Still played on the radio. I mean, this wasn't even played on the radio because it's kids. But this would be on the radio, classic rock like Maggie May. But you know what? I I think Peter Chris does Rod Stewart even better than Rod Stewart. I agree. I love Peter Chris's voice. I think he's a fucking dickhead, but I love Peter Chris. Actually, voice. I think I love Peter Chris's voice more than every member of Kiss. But yeah, he didn't do my favorite Kiss songs. Well, except right, for right, no, but uh, but I mean, oh my god, I mean he did this song so much. I mean, you got to give credit to Paul for writing it, but the delivery by Peter. I mean, and there's so many great Kiss songs that Peter didn't write. I mean, really, what the fuck did Peter write? But, matter. but, 
what he sings and how he sings it and his voice is so good and so important to original Kiss. And I fucking hate Beth. I detest fucking Beth. I hate that fucking song. But all the other Peter Chris songs I fucking adore. And he just has a great rock and roll, raspy voice. Hard Luck Woman is incredible. I love him. So what would be your number seven then? My number seven? Another controversial pick. Man. Uh, I think this one gets overlooked a lot. And it's one that personally upsets me as much as I love it. And that is off of side four of a live two. Nah, it's going to rule. I love it all. Larger than life. Hell yeah. Which I think is the best Gene Demon song ever. There's Hell certain, no. There's certain Gene songs that, you know, Demon, like God of Thunder, you know, and all this stuff. You know, they're the Demon songs. I fucking love Larger Than Life. The fucking drums on this. Uh, you know, a lot of people like, oh, when Kiss works with Bob Ezra, fuck you. When Kiss works with Eddie Kramer, Eddie Kramer produces fucking awesome. The drum, listen to Peter, the echo on Peter Chris's drums on this song. What pisses me off is for the longest time, I thought this was fucking Ace Frehley. And it's fucking goddamn fucking uh, cue ball fucking Bob Cooley. Oh, no, I think you're wrong. I think, I could be, you could be right, but I what I no, understand. No, I, no, it's not Rick Derringer, it's Bob Cooley. Okay, Kuhl. all right, all right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, it's Kulik. Um, and, oh my God. And the funny thing is, like, nowadays, they pay Tommy Thayer not to only dress up like, like Ace Frehley, but to play like him. You know, like like even write songs that are about I'm the spaceman and shit like that. Uh, you know, and play in his style. Bob Kulik did it a thousand times better. And and I hate how he fucking puts down Ace in interviews now. But this motherfucker, you know what? Here's why you lost the job. Because Ace is an original and they're paying you to copy his fucking style. But on this song, god damn, did he get the essence of Ace Fraley. Oh, I was so mad when I found this out. But, larger than life, go back, listen to this goddamn song. The drums, oh my god. To me, this is like the closest like Peter Chris got to the uh, uh, Creatures of the Night, Eric Carr drum sound. The huge drum echo. But the guitar, goddamn, sounds like Ace Frehley. Should have been Ace Frehley, but it's not. But this is my favorite Gene Simmons Demon song, "Larger Than Life." Side four, Live two. Goddamn, it's an awesome song. What do you think, Luke? Yeah, man, I I, I fucking love Side Four of Alive Two. Oh, um, actually, yeah, yeah, I love all of the songs on it except for "Any Way You Want It." Um, I love uh, "Any Way You Want It." Any way uh, you. Oh, that's awesome. I, like, I, I prefer the Dave Clark 5 version. Um, but yeah, the, I love the Dave Clark 5, but go ahead. But yeah, I, I, personally, if I had to pick a, a song off of side four, it would be um, Rocket Ryan. Yeah, but, mine but I too, do, yeah. I, I, do, I, do, I do really like Larger Than Life. Like you say, it's a great Gene song. Him doing his, you know, you know, I'm, I'm the big man and, and you know, I'm, I came to fuck bitches and chew bubblegum, you know. 
but yeah, uh, it's, it's a great song. I, I do agree. That that side four is is pretty heavy. Um, you know, they didn't. They really didn't hold back. Um, on side four, so yeah, I, I agree. It's a great song. And, and I'm sorry, not to cut you off, but I love Paul Stanley's background vocals on this song too. I think they're amazing, and I love when Paul and Gene get mixed together. And I, th- I think it's an incredible result. Incredible result. What do you think, Ralph? I think yeah, you're right because when they mix together on Back to the Stone Age, it's awesome. You oh, know, so. um, side four is fucking great I mean they should have just continued and and wrote four more songs with that fucking vibe and released it as the next album and then Dynasty after that I have no problem with Dynasty but oh, let's, let me put it this way instead of making the solo albums even though uh, Ace really solo album fucking rules it would have been good if he would have released that uh, one year after he left Kiss but um yeah uh Great album, yeah. I agree with Luke. Um, Rocket Ride would be my favorite off that side, but Larger Than Life is a second close, and All American Man is a second a close third because they're just great fucking songs. And yeah, I did like Any Way You Want It, but it is really not as close as excellent as uh, these All songs. Right. But I did like it. Okay, so uh, what's your number seven there, Luke? Well, you guys know me. I'm I'm an extreme metal guy, okay? And the closest thing Kiss ever did to extreme metal was fucking Unholy. So that's my number seven. Love the song. By far the best song off of Revenge. Absolutely love it. I agree with you, with you actually, Ian. It was the last great Kiss song. Fucking love it. That riff, the solo, everything about it I love. I love the video. I love the lyrics just great it was the shit it was shit like that that made me go and find bands like slayer and morbid angel and fucking uh you know deicide and massacre you know it was it was this sort of shit that made me want to go heavier and heavier so i've got to throw that's what that's that's why i've got i've got to go with unholy because it just gave me the the vibe that i needed to grab that got me into my favorite music so i love unholy what do you guys think um, well, Unholy, I remember the first time, it was before Revenge came out, there was a world premiere video on the Headbangers Ball, and I, my jaw dropped. I was like, holy crap, Kiss finally got it right after a string of shitty albums. And I was like, I cannot wait to buy this fucking album, Revenge. And, and you know, the main reason my jaw dropped, not because the song kicked so much ass, that they actually had a lead single with Gene singing, which hasn't happened since Creatures. And I was like, fucking A, now this is what I'm talking about. This is Kiss to me. I love the hell out of it. Now, when I went and bought Revenge, musically, I think it's a really good album. I just think it just, a lot of it falls flat. I do feel like it's a very overrated album. Not horrible. I mean, after Hot in the Shit, you know, it makes you know, compared to Hot in the Shade and uh, and, and Crazy Nights, it's fucking destroyed. No, well, rock and roll over to me. Um, Unholy. Standout track. Yes, the best track on the album. Awesome fucking song. What do you think, Ian? Uh, I fucking love Unholy. And uh, I remember the world premiere, too. Because it was senior prom. And, uh, <coughs> excuse me. I uh, had a hotel room, went back there with uh, 
who was soon to be my ex-wife. She passed out early and I tuned into the Headbangers Ball and watched the world premiere. It was amazing. Like, holy shit, here's a Gene song for the first time, you know, fucking Coon's age and goddamn, it was fucking heavy as shit. Love on Hope. Love it. Totally a worthy fucking song in top ten. Alright, well what will be your number six? My number six would be one that was already picked. And that is Deuce. What's your what's number six on your list, Luke? My number six comes from Hotter Than Hell, and it's again the song that should have opened the album. It's Parasite. Yeah. Which is just I mean it's like um you know, for for nineteen seventy four this is this is like thrash metal, you know. I mean, I mean, obviously Anthrax went on to do a great cover of it, um, but but yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, obviously, uh, what the year before or the year after Sabbath did um, Symptom of the Universe, but you know, it's these sort of stuff that was, you know, so instrumental in the formation of thrash, you know, and and I just love it. I think it's a great song. Um, the riff just you know brings me to life every time I hear it. Ace just wrote a great song fucking fantastic um by far the best song on hotter than hell and i love hotter than hell so yeah great song what do you think ian all right uh what was your what was that parasite parasite that was your number what six, uh, six. i love parasite uh that's goddamn ace Fraley through and fucking through love that goddamn song uh Love hotter than hell. I love the the production on that. You know, a lot of people, it's you know, it's dry, it's kind of bland, but it fits the music fucking perfect. Absolutely love fucking Parasite. One of the best kiss songs ever. What do you think, Ralph? Oh hell yeah, man! What a great great song. If I had to pick my favorite song off Hotter Than Hell, believe it or not, I don't know if that it would. It probably would be that, but it'd probably be tied with. Going blind because I really love that one a lot, and I love Strange Ways too. But if I had to pick my favorite song off Alive, it would actually be Parasite because I love the live, the Alive version. Just oh, it's my my the standout yeah. on that. I love I love the way that that they actually that's Gene and Paul singing it together. Yeah. Rather than it just being Gene, I, I love that little variation on it, and they do an extra chorus on the end as well. I think yeah, so. I think they you know, do. That's, yeah, that, I think you're right. Yeah, that's. That, and that, I just think that's cool. So yeah, I, I agree. It's a great. Yeah, it's awesome great when one. they they join those vocals. Like uh, they do that same thing on Back to the Stone Age. Oh God, it's horrible. <laughs> All right, so my number six is my favorite demon. Uh, by far my favorite demon Gene song. Uh, off Love Gun. You guys know what I'm talking about. The one with the condo. Barely certain. <laughs> Yes, I am talking about what I call my YouTube channel, what I call my Facebook group, Almost Human. Oh my lord, do I love this one. This one's a very deep track, and yeah, it's like, uh, oh, you're just trying to be cool. No, I'm not trying to be cool. I really love this fucking song. It's up there. I love the little bass line. I love the crazy guitar solo reminiscent of uh, Strange Ways. It's just a weird... Uh, guitar solo, the, the bongos, I mean, oh, not my favorite song off Love Gun, actually, my favorite song off Love Gun is the next, my next, in my, in my top five, number five, but Almost Human is, uh, 
Oh man, it's the hair on the top of Paul Stanley's bald head today. Uh, <laughs> away from uh, my favorite. Uh, what do you think, Luke, of Almost Human? Uh, it, it, I, I agree. It's a deep cut, but it is my second or third favorite song on Love Gun. Like you, I've got a song coming up off of uh, off of Love Gun. But yeah, it's Gene trying to uh, um, to replicate God of Thunder because obviously he didn't write God of Thunder, but he was having his his turn in it, and I think he was totally successful in doing it. Great song, um, you know. This song could have could have quite easily been a signature song. It would have been great to see him do the bass solo and spit the blood and sing this song. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I agree. Great song. What do you think then, Ian? Uh, I fucking love this goddamn song. It's in my top three Love Gun songs, and I fucking love Love Gun. Uh, almost human. Jesus fucking Christ. I mean, that is just just so, so so dirty, so sexy. I, All right, now we're going halfway to halfway mark. We're at number five, and I'm going to have Ian kick off this one. What's your number right. five? Well, I got one that's already been repeated, and I knew this shit was going to happen. But to start off, my top five is Parasite. Number five, Luke, what's yours? I can't believe this song hasn't come up yet. My number five is Black Diamonds. Oh. Oh. Uh, I, Black Diamond Rules. I, yes. I, I fucking love it. It's my my favorite Peter Chris song by by a, a country mile. Love it. It rules. Um, Paul wrote it. Obviously the intro. Just you know, and I mean you know when people say that that Kiss, you know they were never they were never a great lyrical band. I'll give you that. But they could write about dark things. You know they're singing about you know prostitutes and you know being out on the streets of you know. Uh, uh, Queens or wherever or Brooklyn and it's just what a great song that resonates and you know if there's one thing I would change about it I would make the ending slightly shorter but I totally get why they did it I mean it's such a spaced out outro you know I love love the outro yeah yeah but yeah I I fucking love Black Diamond Um, I think it's it's a great song and I'm sad that it's not higher to be honest um, but I want to hear what you guys think. Well, I want to say um, on the Almost Human 56 Facebook page, I did do a poll on what was the favorite Kiss song. And I, you know, I put, you know, all the songs off each album and then whatever song won from each album, I put against each other and Black Diamond won above every Kiss song. So it is the choice of the people on the Almost Human channel as well. Uh, yes, man. How can you not love how can you be a Kiss fan and not love Black Diamond? It is their the original. To it's the original. It's the original setlist closer, man. Yeah, and it's, before it's, before rock before and uh, yeah. uh, Rock and Roll All Night, this was yeah. the closing song. And you know, it's kind of like their Stairway to Heaven to me, man. It's like their epic tune, their most yep. epic song. You know, they, they asked Peter Chris, the fucking prick. Uh, you know, what's his favorite Kiss song? This was his favorite song. He said he would never play it without the, you know, the original members because he held that sacred. Uh, amazing, amazing track. I wonder. Uh, I wonder if they did it with Tommy Thayer. Uh, I think they do. I think. Yeah. They, I, Didn't I, they I, do I, that at the, the the orchestra crap? Yeah. Yeah. I I, I think they do it now. Yeah. Well, no, uh, I'm just they, saying. They did it. 
I'm just saying if, if Peter Chris did it, it's, like he said, he was only going to do it with the original members. I think he did oh. it with Tommy Thayer. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, I don't that, know. that, that, that guy talked so much shit, you know. <laughs> He did it on he did it on the Bad Boys tour. Oh, That's did he? I, I actually yeah, he I did. actually saw that tour and I don't remember that. But then again, I used to drink like Ian back then. My top five again, like my top six, is off the album Love Gun. Uh, as I look at my list, it is my favorite song off Love Gun. Yes, it's a kind of very popular one, very predictable one, and Paul Stanley's favorite song he ever wrote. My favorite version of Love Gun. It's going to shock all you. And I know you're going to go, oh, but go listen to it. It's actually really good. It's the version on smashes, thrashes, and hits. Ugh. Yeah, exactly. And the reason is that, why... Um, is huh? it because that they've taken the uh, backing vocals out of the guitar solo? Exactly. You yeah, hear the guitar yeah. solo without love gun. It's just a solo. And that's always been one of my favorite guitar solos from Ace. And it's kind of like a little drowned out, you know, where they fucking take that out and all you hear is Ace doing the solo. That's what makes it my favorite version of Love Gun. Love Gun. Love the hell out of this song. Never get sick of it. What do you guys think? I, I mean, I, I I think it's I think it's great. It's it's a song that, that yeah, like you say, it, it gets played most of the time when you hear about Kiss. People talk about Love Gun. But you know, it's kind of it's it's testament to the quality of the song, and I do think it's a great song. So so yeah, love gun. Ian, righty right, I love love gun. <laughs> uh, fuck it, but uh, I love the original better than the fucking uh, you know the uh, smashes flashes hits. Yeah, well, yeah, whatever. Whatever and yeah, and I hate the version of Beth on there too. I love I, I love the live alive two version too, especially the way it starts. All right, love gun. Shit's awesome. I do love the Smash and Thrash and Hits version of Rock Hard though. That is awesome. Oh Jesus! I do. I love that song. Uh, but Love Gun, yeah, I love it. Another Kiss fucking classic. Amazing. Uh, very worthy of top ten kiss songs ever. I, I, I am grateful there's only one version of Rock Hard. <laughs> <laughs> but your mother loves all of them. But uh, no, I love it. So let's go into the top four. Luke, what is your number four favorite kiss song? This is uh, my number four is the all-time classic. To be honest, we're getting into, like, favorite song ever territory here for me. God of Thunder. Love it. Cool. Great song. It's got everything for me. It's It's got that riff that is so iconic. Um, you know, uh, the bass is just so simple. It's straight ahead to the point. I, it, it just rules. I mean, you know, the whole vibe of it, you know, you've got, like, the kids who, like, sound like they're in, like, the fucking Omen or whatever, and they're getting possessed by... You know, the God of Thunder or whatever. It's just awesome. For a while there, I mean, I uh, number one, yes. Awesome song. No problem with it. Love it. I have nothing negative to say about God of Thunder. It's a classic. It's great. The only thing negative I can say is the, the demo version I never liked. I, and mainly not because the lyrics, because, you know, I do kind of like uh, Let's Make Love Till We Bleed. It's kind of cool. But the thing that really annoys me about that demo version is the drums. 
and that constant like hi-hat hitting through it, it just annoys the piss out of me. But yes, I, I love it. I, I love the Alive 2 version where they sped it up. I love that little tiny drum solo. To me, that is the best version of God of Thunder before. Now, I think Destroyer, I don't know what happened to me, I woke up, but the Destroyer version is the best version. Because to me, it's like, it's the magic of fucking pre-internet, pre-MTV. You listen to this and you make up your mind, what the hell's going on with these kids? It sounds like they're entering a, and this is my interpretation of it. They enter a cave. They get, they meet the god of fun. They meet. Hey, it sounds it because you hear an echo. Hey man, you hurt my ego here, bro. Remember, I'm the singer. They enter a cave. It's echoey. They bump into the they bump into the god of thunder, who sounds like a pedo. You know, get on your knees. What's, what, what's that about? And I think they turn into bats. Yes. <laughs> They're going wah, 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 wah. and I hear like I uh, hear like wings flapping. That's awesome, man. Love the hell out of it. Alright, Ian. <laughs> what the fuck are, are we talking about God of Thunder? Okay, I love God of Thunder. <laughs> Great song. I love I love uh I love the destroyer version. I love the demo version with Paul Stanley on vocals. Uh but yeah, the quintessential is with Gene, and that is, uh, it's amazing. That is, man, Bob Ezrin's production really shines on that song. Yeah. Um, it, there's a lot of times I could take to leave Bob Ezrin. I love what he did with Alice Cooper. I love what he did with Pink Floyd. Uh, I'm very torn on what he'd done with Kiss. But this is one of the ones where, like, Bob Ezrin's production perfectly met with Kiss. Um, oh, but the kids on the walkie-talkies and everything. and Just amazing. It, 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 it's so fucking Gene and so fucking awesome. Love God of Thunder. Alright, so what be what would be your number... What is it? What were we at? Number four? Four. Yeah, yeah number four. My number four. My number four is one of the best of all times. And that is also off of Destroyer. And that is Detroit Rock City. Uh, Detroit Rock City is just fucking amazing. Uh, the little intro that is totally Bob Ezrin. Um, that riff. Uh, God, Paul singing. It, it, it's just amazing. It's... Uh, and it's so light years ahead of what they did on the first three albums. As much as, like, the first three albums are my favorite. But this is, like, Kiss to another level. I mean, Detroit Rock City is just amazing. And, and you know, every era, every lineup has played it. And, and for a reason, it is just that amazing. Luke, what do you think about Detroit Rock City? It's it's iconic, and I never get tired of it. It's it's one of those songs. There is just no burnout factor on it. It just every time I hear it, I hear something new that I didn't hear before. It's like a great it's like a great movie that you keep coming back to and seeing again and again. And every time you see it, it's like a different movie. This song is like a different song every time you hear it. It just rules. 
Um, I mean, the guitar solo alone is worthy of a place in anyone's top ten. So I'll pass it on to Ralph now because I can't say enough good things about that song. Detroit Rock City, to me, is the best song with Paul singing in the whole Kiss discography. It is my favorite Paul tune. Everything about it. I think Ian and, and Luke described everything. Solo, everything, production, and, you know. And the be- All right, here's another thing to bring up. The beginning, okay? Making up your own mind. What the hell's going on? Some people say he's washing dishes, listening to the radio. To me, it sounds like he's working on his car. I hear, like, like wrenches falling and stuff. What do you guys think? Yeah. What do you think? I, 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 I think uh, pretty much the same as you. I think he's listening to... Uh... Uh, live on eight track in his uh in his uh Chevrolet or whatever. No, I know I know that like when he's driving, but I'm saying yeah. before uh, he I, I, before I, he gets I, in the car. It sounds I, to me yeah, he's, he's he's working on his car, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh to to me he's washing dishes and it, <laughs> it's like the intro to uh nothing but a good time by poison. Oh god. You know. Yeah. But but that instead they're playing Detroit Rock City. All right. Okay, well, now my number four. My number four is Detroit Rock City is my favorite Paul song. This will be my second favorite Paul song that opens my all-time favorite Kiss Studio album, I Want You. What a great, great song. This is a song that really got me into Kiss, actually. I was aware of Kiss. I didn't own any Kiss. It was when my friend played me, I Want You, on vinyl. He put on that song, and I was he was like, check out this song. And, you know, with the little mellow intro, and then it gets so heavy, and it's just so fucking good. And to me, the best goddamn Kiss video out there, man, is when they, I, I Want You with the fireballs uh, going up in front of them and shit. Man, I Want You. Fucking great song, and it's the only song. Oh, no, 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 this is another song. There's only two songs on my list. Off my favorite Kiss studio album, Go Figure. And my favorite Kiss member, Ace Freely, didn't write, have any co-writes on the album. Go Figure. But anyway, I want you. What do you think, Luke? Yeah, it rules. Here's a little fact, um, uh, and I'm very proud of this. Paul Stanley wrote that song during a sound check on stage at my hometown venue, the Hammersmith Odeon. Awesome. And if that isn't cool, I don't know what is. Yeah, Great song. Is awesome. I, I love I love I love the dynamics um, and yeah I, I like I say I love the dynamic change the way it goes from that nice sort of acoustic thing at the beginning into um, uh, the heavy the rocking bit it's kind of like Black Diamond in a way only it switches about more which is very cool and I think it's a great song what about you Ian? Uh, I want you uh, actually there's a song my dad wrote about fucking Ralph's mom. Damn, and, your uh, dad did my mom too? Yeah, but but he dedicated the song to penicillin. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, oh, I forgot about that. That was your dad? Yeah, yeah, he gets around. Uh, uh, I Want You is fucking amazing. Amazing. It's another one of those that just... I feel bad because none of my songs are off of fucking uh, Rock and Roll Over. And I love Rock and Roll Over. Um... And I want you. Wow, what a fucking amazing Paul song. Uh, man, just fucking awesome. I love I Want You. Uh, Luke, what's your number three? My number three is um, my favorite Paul song. 
Um, and my favourite track off of Love Gun is I Stole Your Love. Um, you know you know, a Kiss show is going to be pretty special when they open with this. Great song. Love it. Um, everything about it, you know, the way it, it builds into the, into the verse and it, it sort of changes pace and, you know, the, the chords become really loose and... I, it, it just rules. Um, in fact, I actually I, I got a musical doorbell recently on my house, and uh, for for a long time, I stole your love was my doorbell. That's how much I love it. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's nice. how much I love it. That That's how awesome. much I love the song. Awesome. What do you think, Ralph? I love I stole your love. Wow, what a great great song. I love the little echo, like you know da 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 da. You know, and then, and then the drums yeah. come in. That's like my favorite part of that song. But that song just rocks man that's a rocking tune didn't make my top 10 but I'm sure it's in my top 15 one of the best Kiss songs yeah Love Gun is just such a great album that is an absolutely. awesome album man that album absolutely when Kiss when Kiss and Eddie Kramer come together magic happens yep like uh, the Ace Freely solo album the absolutely Kiss, the Kiss demos which in my opinion are better than the, what ended up on the first album I prefer the, the early demos of Deuce 100,000 Years what else did he do? I think Let Me Know or, you know. Uh, he did Watching You. Watching You, yeah, which was on the next album. But, uh, yeah, I Stole it, Your Love. He, awesome. he also did Reason to Live. No, <laughs> did he? I'm just kidding. No, that's, yeah, don't fuck with my head. <laughs> okay, bye. I don't think he did anything bad with Kiss except for Hooligan. Yeah, I know. I, I got shit from that when I did the Almost Oh, human. fuck you. Hooligan rules. I did that Love Gun review and people went age shit when I said, I don't like Hooligan. And it was actually the very first Kiss song in all the Kiss discography from the 70s that actually said anything negative about it. Uh, and I got a lot of shit for that, but I'm just not a fan of Hooligan. But other than that, yeah, Eddie Kramer is, to me, the best Kiss producer. He did I want, He did uh, Rock and Roll Over, man. You know, and uh, the Ace Really solo album. What else did he do? Love Gun Alive. and what else? Alive. Alive 2, right? Isn't that him? Side yeah. 4? Alive 2? Come yeah, on, I think so, yeah. And you know, and everybody points at, oh, what's the best Kiss album? 9 out of 10 people is going to pick a, 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 an Eddie Kramer produced album. You know? Anyway, so, uh, yeah. Uh, what do you think of uh, I Stole Your Love, Ian? I love it. I love it. That is, uh, man, that's Kiss at their fucking height. You know, that's you could not touch them at that point, and that is that is Paul right there. Uh, man, that's just amazing. I love fucking I Stole Your Love. What's your number three, Ralph? My number three actually should be my number one, but it's not. It's number, I put two songs above it, but boy, it could have easily been my number one. Uh, and yes, I'm going to leave the 70s for a second, because my, my thing is dominated, but... Again, off Creatures of the Night, um, War Machine, man. And, you know, I'll tell you something about War Machine. War Machine is the song that you play to somebody that hates Kiss, and they'll say, finally, a Kiss song I like. War Machine is awesome. I love this song. Pure demon, pure... Everything's just perfect on this song. I can't believe I choose a, a Gene song over this, but I do. But to me, this is like the ultimate Gene song. It's so fucking heavy. It's so my taste in music. Uh, the riffs, the, the vocals, the guitars. And I think it's Vinnie Vincent on guitar. It's fucking awesome. Great shit. What do you think of War Machine, Luke? 
Yeah, I love it. I mean, it's it's the it's on my favourite Kiss album, so I've got to love it. I mean, I love that riff um, so much. I mean, uh, Gene wrote that riff um, on on a synthesizer, and it translates so well to guitar. I mean, it's almost quite sort of Sabbath-esque in a way, um, quite uh, a little bit on the sort of the doomy side, but it's it's very powerful and evocative. Um, but yeah, I love War Machine. I think it's a great song. What do you think, Ian? I fucking love War Machine. Uh, incredible, incredible, heavy fucking song, and I love War Machine. And all right, well, what would be your number three? My number three would be one uh, once again, and I hate to say this again, but it's not like Terrence because I keep saying this. Quintessential Kiss songs, nothing to lose. Well, wow, uh, that's kind of shocking. I love Nothing to Lose because I think it fires on all cylinders. I think all members shine on this. I love I love Gene's vocals on it. I love Peter's vocals on it. I love uh, Ace's guitar playing. And I love any song about sodomy. It's fucking <laughs> great to me. And this... this like this mother, is, like son. It's... <laughs> oh, yeah. True. Um, I love this fucking song and fucking Chicks in the Butt. Fucking Nothing to Lose is an amazing Kiss song that should be played at every concert, in my opinion. There should be no Kiss concert where they do not play this song. What do you think, Luke? I love it. I um, One thing that you didn't mention that I've, I've always loved about it is the piano. I don't know who played that piano, but I, I think that's a great... I don't know, but but she got fucked in the ass. I'll tell you that. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, on the piano. Um, But but yeah, great song. I I, I love it. But I love every track off the first album. So, of course, I love nothing to lose. What about you, Ralph? Yeah, I I love it too. You know, I uh, I used to own the forty-five. Believe it, there was a forty-five for nothing to lose. I guess it was a single off the first album, where the B side. Yeah, that was the first single. Yeah. Yeah, and the B side was nothing to lose. It was the same damn song on both sides. (laughs) I wish I still had that 45, you know, I used to play it a lot, you know, I love, it's a great, great song, there's no bad song off the first, like, you know, the 70s Kiss albums, other than a little again, and uh, I'm kind of surprised, though, it's, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if it was in your top 10, but it surprised it's so high in your top 10, but hey, man, it's still a great song, a great, you know, I have no problem with being, it's just a little surprised that one got so high. And yeah, I love it. And I even love that studio version, I guess, because of the, uh, the you know, because I had it on 45. And, you know, we brought it up before, the person playing piano on it was actually playing the piano while being sodomized. Nice. True story. All right. So uh, what's your number three there, Luke? I've already said my number three. We're okay, going then, to number your, two now. What's your number two? My number two is also off the first Kiss album, and it's my favourite Kiss riff ever. It's Cold Gin. Yeah. Um, which just, it's the its the fucking, it's the classic drinking song. You know what I mean? I know you don't drink anymore, Ralph, but you got to miss it when you hear this song. You know what I mean? You do. Well, well, be honest, uh, uh, be honest. No, no, I, I don't because when I was younger... I went and bought gin, and I didn't like the taste of gin. So you don't I, like gin? No, oh. I don't. I was never a fan of gin. So this one, uh, you know, this Fair one enough. doesn't. Fair you enough. know, carnivores, Jack Daniels, and pizza makes me more depressed. 
Do it. You got. You got in 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 the US. You guys got. You make the great whiskey. We make the great gin here okay. in England. So well, maybe you know. maybe your gin's better, but unfortunately, I will never know. Uh, well, you know, uh, I'll, I'll make sure. I'll make sure. Um, you know, to get. A, to, I'll convince you. Come over to London. All I'll convince right. you to get a little bit of gin. Hey, down man, here. man, we'll drink some gin. I'll drink some gin with you, Luke. As long as we're very close to a hospital. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'll do Don't it. Worry. Fuck it. We'll, for rock yeah. and roll. I'll keep. Uh, yeah, man. I'll keep my. I'll keep my um, Swiss Army knife on me, just in case you need me to like cut your pancreas. Out. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like just like do some like makeshift surgery. But yeah, back to the song. I love Cold Gin. Amazing song. Um, it's very narrowly been pipped to the post. I've I've often said actually that the Cold Gin's my favourite Kiss song. But there's one song that's overtaken it on this list. But, uh, yeah, you know, uh, I, I want to hear what you guys think of it. Well, cold gin to me is fucking awesome. I love it. It made me drink gin. And I hated gin, but shit. <laughs> I, I, was very, I was very influenced by cold gin, you know, uh, in, in, uh, in an alcohol way. But it's also a freely penned it in the, in the subways, he said. He wrote it in the subway. Um, what a great, great song. I, I really don't want to dwell too much on it because we can't see you, Luke, on... On Skype, but I can see Ian, and he looks like he's about to pass out. So let me let me throw it to him before he falls asleep on us. Oh no, I'm not gonna pass out. But uh, I, I've never heard this song, but I like gin. <laughs> I, I'm a big fan of gin, so uh, it sounds like a good song. All right. uh, I'm just fucking kidding. Jesus fucking Christ, I love this song. I remember. Um, going, uh, the first time I took guitar lessons, I, this is the one I said, teach me how to play this and my guitar teacher was laughing at me like, you want to learn how to play Kiss? He's like, that's retarded, it's too simple like, fuck you, I want to hear that I fucking love this song my favorite part of the song fucking amazing no, 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 actually I take that back I'll tell you my favorite part of the song when you're done talking Okay, bye. I love Cold Gin. It's fucking amazing. A Kiss classic, and this is exactly why there should never be a lineup without fucking uh, goddamn Ace Fraley. I love this fucking song. I love my favorite part is when he says, it's time to leave and get another quart down on the corner at the liquor store. And the fucking, the craziness that happened through my brain. It was like 4th of July happened in my brain. When I saw that Madison Square Garden show and Ace sung that part, I was like, yes! It was just so fucking cool. Anyway, what's your number two, Ian? My number two comes off the incredible album Hotter Than Hell. And it is the Peter Chris Ace Fraley amazing song, Strange Waves. Wow. Yes. Uh, I fucking love this song. I love Peter's vocals on this is amazing. Um, I agree with you, Ralph. He has one of the best voices ever in 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 fucking Kiss. Amazing, but Ace's guitar solo, and I put it up there with with Dark Light. And even though I hate fucking Dark Light, I love this solo because it's one of those. It's so sporadic and so like. Uh, I don't like, like it could probably never be authentically duplicated because it's so crazy and just 
sporadic but perfect. But it was caught on tape. Uh, Strange Ways, my number two favorite Kiss song of all time. Absolutely love it. Luke, what do you think? Yeah, it just missed out on my top ten, to be honest. I, I, I think Strange Ways rules. Um, it was it was pretty much like an improvised jam in the studio. Like They needed an, an extra song to go on the album, and Strange Ways came out. I've never heard the version that's alleged to exist with the the 10 minute drum solo on it yeah um, but if anyone out there has got it please let me know because i'm dying to hear it but yeah what do you think ralph oh man i would love to hear that drum solo as well ace really solo yeah i have to agree with ian one of the best it's not even a fucking solo it's just craziness it's just getting a guitar and just torturing it and torturing it in such a pleasantly uh way to hear you know it's like fucking drugs for the ears man those crazy that's right there man let me tell you something. now i'm pissed i'm pissed <laughs> because it just fucking dawned on me can tommy thayer do that that fucking solo came from out of space not like out of this world bullshit that's an outer space fucking oh no no this shit came from back to the stone age hey, hey, hey. but it's a great yeah yeah i gotta say it's it's an awesome song uh, yeah, definitely uh, uh, a highlight on that. Such a dark fucking album that was recorded in the Lincoln Tunnel. I don't know if you guys know that. Uh, <laughs> it was a great, great song, which goes to my number two. My number two is my all-time favorite song sung by Paul Stanley, Detroit Rock City. But we already spoke about that. So now we're going all the way to the number one. And who wants to take the... I want to be the last one to say right. my number okay, one, then. okay? Well, I'll, I'll start off if it's right. okay with you what guys. What is Luke's all-time number one Kiss song? This Hit is going to be this is gonna be so controversial. Okay. My number one Kiss song of all time is A World Without Heroes. Whoa. Oh. Whoa. Oh. Uh. <laughs> wow, man. I love that song. That was, that was exactly what I wanted. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm a huge fan of The Elder, but um, for the longest time, this was the only song I knew off of it. And I just think, I just think it's, for me, it's the ultimate Kiss ballad. I, I love it. It's, it's an amazing song. Um, I know Ian's going to disagree with me probably, but, uh, uh, you know, even I even love the music video, you know, even that bit where um, Terrence cries at the end. <laughs> I, I love that shit. But, but you know, it's, it, it's just a great song. It's so moody and moving um, in such a subtle way that, that I, just, I just love it. And I, and I love the, the lyrics to it as well. I mean, the idea of, you know, like you said, like a world without heroes is like a world without sun, you know. I, I just think it rules. Um, Ian, feel free to uh, to uh, give your opinion. Uh, I love World of That Heroes. I, I, oh, wow. Yeah, yes. I remember in the other episode, yeah, yeah, I think it was the yeah, only song he liked. Yeah, no, no, I really, really love this song. Uh, I mean, it wouldn't be in my top, like, fucking 257, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but I... I, I Dude, I love this. I mean, if you're gonna pick a good song off the Elder, it's your only fucking option. Uh, I do love World Without Heroes. Uh, perfect. Um, you know how much Gene had to do with it? How much Lou Reed had to do with it? I have no idea. I don't give a fuck. It's it's a really good song. I love World Without Heroes. Uh, 
fucking shame on you for being your number one, but uh, <laughs> I, I do love the song. Uh, uh, that's okay. it, I'm banned from coming back now. No, you'll be back, man, because I like it. Uh, oh, you're banned, but for other reasons. No, you're, 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 no, you're not, Luke, because I, you know, uh, I'm the star here. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. What I here say, we go. What I say goes, go. not Mr. Hey, let me hang on to your coattails. Oh, he God, has man. he has no say. I don't I don't want to raise raise any um controversy, but doesn't Ian pay for the Podbean account? Yeah, but I edit. <laughs> <laughs> I edit. I send him it. So without me, he's nothing. Uh, nice right. one. Nice one. No, actually, you know, I'll do respect. I love Ian. He's funny. Yeah, me too. Me too. God, that shit eating grin. So, to the day I die, <laughs> I'm never gonna forget going on Skype today. And see it here, just staring <laughs> blankly at the at the webcam with this smile. He doesn't even say hi. He just answers it, and he's sitting there with this smile. And I'm like, whoa, this guy's drunk today. And let me tell you something. In the history of doing this podcast, I have never seen Ian lay down during it. He's actually yeah. he's actually laying down. That's how drunk he is. He hey, is. I sat back up. Yeah, no, he's back up now. But for a while there, it looked like he was passing out. And when you said World Without Heroes, the look on his face, I go, uh-oh, I think he's going to throw up. I think he was getting really mad. I think he had. I think he was thinking you were Terrence there for a second. All right, so, oh, and I also want to add, World Without Heroes has my, and I know there's not a lot to choose from, but God, I love that guitar solo Paul Stanley does. But anyway, so, uh, my number one is really weird too, though. Don't don't think you're alone on this. But let's hear Ian's number one first. All right, my number one. Uh, I, I mean, seriously, if you're a Kiss fan, if you're a true Kiss fan, there's only one number one fucking song, and that's Fanfare. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. What a what a flute solo! <laughs> you fucking half a fag, Jesus Christ! And I love gay people, but god damn it, I could not wipe the taste of dick out of my mouth after hearing that. Song. I had no idea you loved yourself, Ian. Oh God! <laughs> oh no! Seriously, seriously, real talk here, people. The greatest kiss song of all time. And I gotta give props to Luke because he brought it up earlier. Is I stole your love. Yeah. To good to pick. me. Great choice. Great choice. To to me, that is classic kiss firing on all cylinders. Uh, you know, Love Gun was the peak of their powers. Uh, as four members, as four cohesive members of Kiss, and. God damn, hearing I Stole Your Love. And man, I remember hearing that shit on the fucking reunion tour. I was like, yes, yes, yes. This is fucking Kiss. Uh, It's perfect. Everything, everything I love about Kiss is in I Stole Your Love. An amazing song by my favorite member of all time, Paul Stanley. I Stole Your Love is my favorite Kiss song as of today. Now, now, well, what's yours? Drum roll. Now, this one is not a 70s Kiss song. It doesn't feature, oh, it, oh. Does, it doesn't feature Ace Freely. 
Oh my! It doesn't, fe- it, it doesn't feature Peter Chris. Is it what I think it is? Dude, there's no way you can't like this song. None of you picked it. It, it wasn't in none of your top ten. But there's, I know you'll be like, "Fuck! How can that be your number one?" But there's no way you're gonna say this song sucks. And let me tell you something. It didn't dawn on me this was my favorite Kiss song till like a few years ago when it came on my iPod Shuffle. And I listened to it, and I turned it up so loud in my car that it was so good, I put it back to listen to it again. My, is, this, is this song from 1983? Yes, it is. My favorite Kiss song is Young and Wasted. Yep. I like it more than every Kiss song. Young and Wasted is my favorite Kiss song. No, I'm sorry. Don't mean to offend anybody out there, but not the Eric Carr version. Not really too crazy about the live version. It's the version with Gene screaming his ass off, the crazy solos, drums, everything. Paul's crazy, like, chorus yelling. All that yelling in that damn song, you know I mean? Listen to Thrasher Die, all I do is yell. So it's not far-fetched to think I like shit with a lot of yelling. So to me, Young and Wasted... I know I may be the only person in the planet other than Vinnie Vincent to say this is the greatest Kiss song there is. What do you think, Ian, of Young and Wasted? Really? You like this song more than Raise Your Glasses? I love Raise Your Glasses, by the way. I yeah, don't... I'm not, fuck I'm, you for that, too. I'm not really too crazy about the Cycle Circus version. I love the remix version that came on the Cycle Circus uh, single. Of Razor So you hate both your ears. That's terrible. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, what do you think of Young and Wasted? I love Young and Wasted. Great, great song. Great, great, great 80s Kiss song. Top, yeah. top 10 Kiss songs? No fucking way. Yeah, I know. But, but I love, love, love this fucking song. It's an amazing. It's a hard rocker. It's a great Gene the song. The groove, man. The groove. Oh yeah. Oh no, 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 no. It's just so stinky, dude. Oh, excuse me. I love this fucking song. Love it. But top ten? No way. Right, Luke. Uh, it fucking rules. Top ten? No. Top twenty? Yeah, maybe. Um, it's. My favorite bit of the song is where Gene goes, I can almost taste it. I can almost taste yeah, it. Yeah. That, for me, that rules. That is just so cool. And Lick <coughs> It Up, for me, is kind of the forgotten Kiss album. Yeah. Because people people forget how, how great that album is. You know, I, I, I don't think there's a weak track on it. I, th- I think people really dismiss that album very unfairly. <laughs> but yeah, definitely, definitely... Um, one of my two favorite songs on the album. I love Young and Wasted. Great song. It's, it's, I even like it with uh, I even I even like it with Eric Carr singing. Sorry, well, go ahead. Go. I mean, I don't think it's horrible with Eric Carr, but man, it's, uh, that, it's that studio version is so uh, yeah, you know. And uh, yeah, but you know, like we were saying, a lot of people do dismiss "Lick It Up." And I know a lot of people like the song "Lick It Up," but the people that don't like the song "Lick It Up." would never give this album a chance because they think it would represent this album. I know you all, I'm sure both of you love Lick It Up. I hate the hell out of that song, man. But the album is just so good. The rest of that oh, album, I fucking a great album. Exciter, Not For The Innocent. It's just great, great. All Hell's Breaking Loose. A Million To One. 
fits like a glove. Amazing. Awesome. All amazing. All amazing. (coughs) So. But, but there you go. That is our fucking top ten for now, in our opinion, of Kiss songs. So, and it could change from week to week. But here's something that's going to stand for now and forever. Let's go to fucking pick of the week. Yeah. And Luke, what is your pick of the week? Okay, my pick of the week is um, a band who I bought. I bought their album Blinds um, uh, a few weeks ago on my birthday. Um, I, I was I was I was going through the record store, uh, found uh, this album. I love the cover art. Um, it's a band who I'm not even sure how you pronounce their name. It's either Noctum. Oh, I know. Or I Noctum. know how they, I know how you pronounce it. You ready? It's yep. corrosion of conformity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You bought their yeah. album blind. Cool. Yeah, no, I bought I bought their album right. I think they're called Noctum. The album's called Final Sacrifice. If you're into uh, Pentagram, uh, Ghost, uh, yes. Merciful Fate, any of that shit. Oh yeah. shit! You're, really? You're, wait, wait, wait. Pronounce yeah, that. Pronounce the name of the band again. Uh, Noctum. Uh, it's spe- I'll spell it for you. N O C T U M. Noctum. Okay, I'll look into it because you just named. Uh, three bands I really love. Not too crazy about the second Ghost album, but I love that first one. Yes. Yeah, me too. But oh, yeah, cool. no, definitely, definitely check it out. It's it's well worth a listen. If you're looking for some some real evil heavy metal, this is the way to go. Awesome. What's your pick, Ian? All right, my pick of the week is by a band that I think made two albums that are absolutely epic and uh, perfect, and then they made some. A couple that are fucking shitty. And that is Jane's Addiction. And I love Jane's Addiction's Nothing Shocking. I think it's an absolute perfect fucking album. Uh, Lyrically, musically, changes the scene. I think it's absolutely awesome. I, I can't believe there's not that many people that don't know about Nothing Shocking. But if you don't know, check it out. Jane's Addiction, nothing shocking. Uh, I believe, well, what do you think of them, Luke? I've never been a Jane's Addiction fan, I've got to be honest. Um, yeah, me neither. Um, they, I believe they're local. I could be wrong. I mean, in my local to me, like, I think they're from South Florida. No, they're from LA. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Uh, my pick, this, this album, man, is so awesome. I've grown up with this album, lived with this album for three decades. Listened to it the other day, and I said, this has got to be my pick of the week. Band from Canada called April Wine. You guys know these guys? <laughs> Number of the Beast. That's the album. That album right there. Number of the sure. Beast. No, sorry, Nature. Na- Nature. Nature of the Beast. Of the beast with Nature All beast. Over Now, Crash and Burn. Man, somebody go, go on YouTube and punch up April Wine, Crash and Burn. You want to see a heavy, heavy killer song. Crash and Burn. Future Tense. All over town, sign of the Gypsy Queen, the the hit from the album. That's my pick. You guys, uh, you know of them, Luke? I'm I'm not aware, but I'm definitely going to check it out now that you've mentioned yeah, it. Yeah, that album, that album, I fucking love. The other ones are good too. Uh, Harder, faster was a good one, and the one with Roller. I forgot the name of that album. First Glance, that was a good one too. And then they had another album which had a song called If U C K. Get it? 
And then, uh... <laughs> I, I'd rather hear Triumph, but that's just me. Triumph is way better, man. I'm just giving you my pick of the week, not my b favorite band of Canada. Right? Okay. How about Coney Hatch? Coney Hatch, Devil's Deck. Awesome song. That album my rules. <laughs> well, my favorite Canadian band of all time, Voivod. Voivod, Voivod is awesome. Yes. Who I'm going to see on Tuesday, by the way. And it's going to be my first time seeing Voivod, awesome. unfortunately, without... Uh, piggy, um, but oh, yeah. I am gonna see. Is that, are they playing with? Um, are they playing with Napalm Death? Napalm Death and Iron Reagan is on the bill. Iron Iron Reagan, that's right. Yeah. So it's gonna be. I awesome. wish that tour had come over here. It's wild because Municipal Waste just played the same club. Now they're on a cruise, the seventy tons of metal cruise, and the cruise yeah. comes back on Monday. And Iron Reagan is playing Tuesday in the same club Municipal Waste just played on on uh, Wednesday. Ain't that crazy? Awesome. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, this that's uh, Voivod, man. Yeah. Not my favorite. My favorite Canadian band would be predictably Rush. Uh, but I, oh man, Voivod. I'm a huge fan of Voivod, especially the first one. Roar! God, I love yeah. that. And Dimension Hatra, uh, Technical. God damn, why am I having fr brain fart now? Uh, whatever. I just love the hell. The one, the one yeah. album. I mean, I even love the stuff without Snake, like Phobos. But yeah, Angel Rat. I really have a problem with that. I don't know why, but Angel I like Rat, that album. I, I, like I, that I try. Album. It's not horrible, but I just love Killing Technology. I, I was just going to say my favorite Voivod album is is uh, is uh, either Raw or um, War and Pain. Yeah, War and Pain. See, that was like the more heavy evil Voivod, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was the early stuff was just crazy, you know. But yeah, I love all that stuff, man. Voivod. Yeah, man. And it is an acquired taste. But uh, all right, so now Luke, we're gonna hand over the mic to you. Well, not really to you, but we're all gonna have a little conversation here. This is our longest episode ever, so screw it. Terrence been listening all his time. Let's not disappoint the guy. Uh, <laughs> it's been a lot of dis. It's been a lot of drama going on. That stirred a lot of interest to our show, actually, uh, about this whole Terrence feud. Now, I, I just want to say my piece now, because Terrence uh, seems to, like, you know, care about me a lot, I guess, you know. But he just pisses me off so much, you know. But, um, you know, he tries to make amends with me, and then he ends up upsetting me again. And this goes all the way back to when, you know, he was let go of the show. You know, he kept wishing death on Ian making racist comments and I kept saying Terrence chill chill I'm gonna ban you chill and he would do it again and I still wouldn't ban him but I kept you know telling him to stop man stop with this lunacy and he'd always use his autism card oh it's because of my autism but you see the thing is that I grew up with a guy like seven years of my life my neighbor had autism Okay, there's a guy that uh, that lives here in my condo that has autism that I hang out with a lot, you know. And these are people that, yeah, I've seen them angry, but they they get angry like I do, or like you know, Ian does when he's sober. I mean, you know, hello, you know, he, they get angry like anybody else. They're not like that different, you know. They do have the some kind of traits that are different than other people, but they don't wish death on people. They don't. You know, all the stuff that, that, that uh, Terrence does, he blames it on autism. And I think that's extremely sad, how he has to use that as an excuse. Like, it's some kind of crutch. 
I don't think it's a crutch. I think people with autism are awesome. They're just a little different than everybody else, but it doesn't make them like any less uh, special than me or you or, or or anybody, man. But and, but they are not like Terrence. It, he's got anger issues, man, and he's he's fucked with uh, Ian so much that it would bother me. And then he's <laughs> then after he just went too far. Where Luke, you were part of that episode. The Iron Maiden, where he did that little cocky remark, how oh he's not as smart as us, he's not yeah as I, educated I, I was as us. I was so uncomfortable and, with that, and I, you stayed I, completely quiet. You didn't say a yeah. word, nothing but him. Well, and I was I was I was stunned into silence by it. It was like yeah, he said he, he said I, I, if I remember rightly, his exact words were. Ralph didn't have much of a school education like us guys. Yeah, like like, um, and that is pompous. just the most. That is just so condescending. Yeah, and pompous. I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, like oh, like my shit don't stink. You know, fuck you. Yeah. You know, fuck you because okay, maybe you do have some kind of point that I'm not like the most sharpest tool in the shed. But I did. I, you know, I never went to college. At least I finished high school. Yeah. And I made it I mean, on my you, own. That's the thing. That's the thing. You always joke about the fact that you never went to college, but a lot of people didn't go to college. Exactly. You know? And and I also want to add, I know a few people that graduated college that don't get the same paycheck I do. Okay. Yeah. I'm not bragging. Yeah. It's just a way of life. It's just a, a, you know, it just goes to show that, hey, man, as oh. long as you know how to run your life and work hard, you don't need an education to make more money. Because believe me, I yeah. make way I mean, more. That people that went to yeah. college, a lot of people. You know? Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, you know, I'll, I'll kind of start off with. Um, I mean, my um, issues with Terence first started um, before all that stuff about the summer in time episode was sort of brought to light. It was um, when we did a, an episode on creatures of the night, um, and I, I made a bit of a joke about keep me coming, and, um, saying that saying that it was a better Zeppelin song than any Zepp than led zeppelin could do um you know it was a joke it was a jokey comment um and at that point after i'd said that in the episode he cut in and he'd he'd recorded this after a while like saying whoa you know um luke you know any you know led zeppelin you know the the godfathers without led zeppelin we wouldn't have heavy metal and all this all this crap you know and it just really annoyed me because it made me look like a dick right it it made me look like a dick and and i'm not a dick i'm a nice guy and so yeah, and and so it, it just made me. It just it just really hurt me. And I said to him, you know, you can't do things like that. Um, but yeah, like like, and then and then that whole somewhere in time thing. And to be honest, I'd forgotten about it until it was brought up. And I, I went and listened back to it, and I thought, my God, could he? Could you know? And then after that, you know, it kind of it kind of died down a little bit after that. Um, we changed the name of the show to Crib. Um, uh, at Greg's suggestion, um, and uh, but even that was a double-edged sword because we were trying to sort of move away and move on and do something new. But I mean, we were accused of, of you know changing the name just because you know people had mentioned the similarities between Rock and Metal Combat and Rock and Metal Rock Metal and Prog Central. So it was a double-edged sword. So it was a positive and a negative. But um, I mean. You know, and then when this thing with the YouTube comments happened, oh my god, I was just—I—I I, I couldn't believe it. I, I really couldn't believe it. It was that moment that I realised Terence has never gotten over 
being thrown off of rock and metal combat and he claims he left in <laughs> private i don't know if you guys know this he claims he no. claimed to me once that that he actually left rather than being fired that's not true i, I don't i don't know the full story that that but i i doubt that's the case well actually yeah, I mean, actually uh luke i hate to cut you off for a second he sent me yeah. an audio which i played on an episode several episodes ago which didn't air on the episode where he got let go where yeah. there, where he he mentioned well maybe i should leave and then yeah that was the closest he came to leaving but then he retracted that afterwards saying yeah. oh i'm sorry uh you know, it's just, you know, my anger gets the best of me. And then, you know, Ian again threw him with a jab about being fired and he, please reinstate me. He said that, you know? So, no, he never yeah. left the show. He's a liar. Yeah. Go ahead, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I, no, I totally am. You know, he's he, he often, you know, he always tries to justify himself, which... is is really annoying when you should when you just say sorry sometimes you've just got to say sorry that's all you've got to say you know you might not necessarily get forgiven but that's the end of it you know but he's always got to justify it you know like you were saying with the autism thing you know i'm bipolar i'm bipolar that i don't blame that on everything i do wrong okay it's it's the it's the same it's the same principle you know um and yeah i mean the guy's got got real anger issues and there's clearly something there very deep and heated about the fact that he he was um obviously had an acrimonious split from from this show um and and yeah i mean he every now and then he messages me uh on facebook we're not friends on facebook anymore actually um believe it or not when i announced that i was quitting the podcast he actually unfriended me <laughs> rather than the other way around right um but yeah, I, I, I just uh, you know I just ignore him when he messages me. I can't, I just can't, I just can't deal with that kind of drama. You know, I, yeah. I just wanted to have fun and do and do a podcast. You know, I didn't care that no one listened to it. I, I just had fun doing it. Right. But but yeah, I mean I mean I, I just don't want to be attached to that kind of you know a guy who's going to go around hoping that you know wishing death on on people that he purports to respect. So, so I just didn't want that, you know. I'm probably going to get both barrels now for, for saying that, but but that's just how it is. It's just how it is. No, but you know, <laughs> by saying what you said, believe me, everybody's going to understand, and uh, it doesn't matter what he thinks because he's pretty much alone now. Because it wasn't just you that backed out, like, you know, when he's wishing death on me and Ian, it kind of like you know, all right, I was the one that brought it to light because I was like, this is a guy. That we stop, you know, we're like, look, you know, whatever, um, we're going to stop talking about him. But, you know, Ian, you know, Ian drinks a lot, so, you know. Hello. He, he, he can't help it. He throws a little jab here and there. But he, you know, uh, Terrence, like, blows it up out of proportion, and he thinks that we're picking on him. And, you know, because of one time that, you know, uh Ian said that he was a policeman in Ferguson and he was part yeah, of that's, Hamas. That's the other thing. That's <laughs> yeah. the other thing I was going to mention. Yeah, go ahead. Is that obviously Ian, Ian said that in the, I think it was the Space Invader episode was the first one without him. Yes. Um, and, um, but I, I only remember that because that week we did Space Invader as well. Um, but, but yeah, I, but I remember. But not as good. Not as good. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was fucking great. So yeah, yeah you were whatever. great. Yeah, I'm sure. But yeah, I mean, I mean, um, 
like like you say, um, when when it when it came down to like um, obviously the whole thing kicking off over the somewhere in time episode, he was like, oh well, you know, Ian said said this about me, you know, um, you know that I was I was in Hamas or whatever, and and, and I, I kind of had to say to him, there's there's a very clear difference between Ian making a comment that you joined you've joined a terrorist cell and you accusing Ralph of being uneducated. Yeah, I sort of had to say to him that was Ian. Yeah. You know you know, talk shit about Ian if you're that upset about it. And it's only ever retrospectively that he's zoomed in on this moment and used it as his fucking his excuse for everything bad and negative he said. And another thing was during that time when I got upset I even have it in writing, him saying, well, you make fun of me. I never made fun of Terrence back then, ever. I just, yeah, stayed, I mean, I stayed quiet when Ian went off on him. And, you did a, and then you did a plug for the podcast, so, you know. Yeah, and I'll do, just, I'll, do a, think... I'll do a plug for him now. He's got a podcast called The Terrence Reardon Experience. Go ahead, listen to experiences, it. Experience is one way to describe it. Um, yeah, I listened to it, actually. Terrence, I did hear it. About uh, ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. It, it, you know, and, and the bad thing is, like, did you guys hear the third episode? No, I just heard uh, the Super Tramp. Oh my god, the the whole third episode. He's very upset that Lou Gossett Jr. won Best Supporting Actor for uh, uh, Officer and a Gentleman. Wow. It's, it's, it, oh yeah, oh, it's very racist. It's very <laughs> racist. Now, oh, he's, now he's gonna say I said it because I laughed. <laughs> no, 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 no! I said it. I, Terrence hates. Uh, yeah. Terrence hates black. People. Okay, stop, Ian. Look, let's not go there. <laughs> it's a joke. What Ian is saying is a joke. Don't, don't, because I know Terrence is going to blow that out of proportion. No, so, it's. Hey, I love Officer and Gentleman. I love that. I got nowhere else to go. I, I love that. And, movie. I, and I'm very offended because Luke, uh, he deserved that Oscar. He did. He did. <laughs> No, but, uh, no, it's 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 true. It's, it's true. Terrence hates Jews. Oh, stop, stop, he Ian. Hate, <laughs> he hates people of color. Oh. He hates Mexicans too. Oh yeah. Oh, oh 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 my God! Does he hate Mexicans? He hates them. He hates oh everybody. My, oh my God! No no no. Terrence actually told me in private. He said that that at his house they have no sod and no drywall. Because he hates Latinos. Oh. Oh, 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 He won't even drink orange juice. That's how much he hates Latinos. <laughs> oh, man. This is bad. All right, oh. look, look, look. Joking aside, he is banned from Wikipedia. That's the truth. Yeah. They how banned- awesome is that, though? <laughs> how, how many people do you know that are banned from Wikipedia? No, no, but oh. what, what's even better than that? If you think that's bad, this is the best. Tell him, Ian. Tell him the greatest thing that he accomplished. Who came knocking at his door? Tell him. Oh, I love this. This is great. (laughs) The FBI came to Terrence's door. Now, why would the FBI go to Terrence's door? (laughs) I don't know. He must have threatened someone. Yes, he did. Who who did he threaten? John Kerry. (laughs) (laughs) When John Kerry was running for president, Terrence... (laughs) Terrence went so off on John Kerry that the FBI <laughs> showed up showed up at his door and they're like, oh, 
you're retarded. Never mind. <laughs> hey, hey, no, he's not retarded. Autism people are not retarded. Come on. Oh, they're not? <laughs> no, they're not. Okay, okay no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He was, uh, uh, the southern word is touched. He's been touched by God. So, yeah. the, so, so they let Terrence go. This is a and, guy uh, that loves God, but boy, if you turn on him, he wishes death on you like uh, Satan. No, exactly. no, they were about to take his fucking ass to jail, and then they looked through his record collection and saw a fucking crime of the century, like, oh, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> well, that'll sorry. save my ass, because that's in my collection, too. Sorry. Oh, sorry, uh, sorry, Mr. T from England. He doesn't like crime of the century. I think oh, it was him. I- Oh, and oh, fuck he's fucking retarded. He's fucking half a uh, look, look, that's that's Ian talking. That's not me and Luke. That's not me and Luke. No, 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 that, that, That's just me. That, just that, because just I me. edit this show, don't blame me for keeping this in, because Ian would kill me for editing that out. Right, yes, Ian? I, I would. I would, because I don't mean, I don't mean retarded as a bad way. I mean retarded as a good bad way. Is you are a good <laughs> fucked up person. Who is fucking retarded? You fucking retard. Just Jesus like, just like I'm retarded. gay because I'm happy, not because I like men. Exactly. Anyway, Terrence is fucking retarded. Let's call a fucking spade a spade. He's half a fucking retard. Let's go into goddamn fan of the week. What do you oh. say? Oh man. Oh, my fan of the week. Oh, I, I got a fan of the week. Go ahead, Ralph. Yeah, man. Wait, wait. Before we go into Family Week, Luke, is there anything else you wanted to say about this issue? Is that it? Uh, uh, that's pretty much it. I just want to say, Terrence, if you're listening, which you are, yeah, you are. stop messaging me. There you just go. Stop, stop messaging me. All right. All right. And because and, I know Luke's afraid to say this, he. I, I just want to say this to Terrence. Luke says. Blimey, you're a fucking retard. Stop calling me, Governor. That, God damn it. That, that was Ian. Ian oh, is who the, really who the drunk. Fuck let, who the fuck let Dick Van Dyke in? <laughs> Son of a bitch. Way to help me, asshole. <laughs> Wait, I, I need to finish one little thing on the Terrence thing because to give a closure of this whole thing, how it ended. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Stop. Here we go. Honestly. Okay, retard. Ralph wants to say something. Yeah, I don't. I, Terrence, <laughs> I, retard. Terrence, I do not think you're retarded. I don't. But I will say this: uh, how this like escalated, it got really bad to the point where um, when he wished death on us, I put a video up, and then he put a video up where he said we ruined his life, and and he faked, you know, he acted. He said he cried and. Then he, at one point, he even filmed himself covering his eyes, pretending to cry, and he opens his fingers a little bit <laughs> just to see if he's filming himself. It was the funniest thing I ever saw. No tears, nothing, and this guy's saying he's crying. Okay, whatever. But then after that, he, he made a remark like, you know, like it was just so pathetically bad. I forgot exactly what he said, that I made a video saying, all right, look, Terrence, peace. Let's stop the drama now. I wish you luck with whatever you want to do, but dude, you wish death on me. I don't think I'll ever be your friend again. I said, well, stranger things that happen, maybe it'll happen, but I highly doubt we will ever be friends again. But maybe, you know, I'm just not, you know, the door's not completely closed, but don't keep your hopes up. That's what I said. 
after I said that, he made two or three videos and a hundred comments of, you know, trying to be my friend because he took that as me saying, all right, now that we're, we're at peace and you wish me luck, I'll be your friend again. I don't want to be on the podcast, yeah. but I want to be your friend again. He kept saying this. I kept ignoring it. I didn't say nothing. I kept, and he kept doing it, kept doing it, kept doing it. Then the last time, the last thing he wrote was, um, thank you, Ralph, for protecting my mom on some really old ass episode. And I was like, what the hell? And then, um, and then he went on to say, you know, somebody said, well, you know, said something about the show. And he goes, yeah, well, I was on the show with, a with an alcoholic and a recovering alcoholic. And I'm like, oh crap, that's it. You know? And then I made a comment where that's it, Terrence, no more. Please go away. I'm not going to forgive you. And he would say, well, you know, uh, my family forgave me and I wish them death. Well, that's because they're your family. You know, I'm not your brother. He keeps saying I'm like a brother. No, I'm not. Dude, I never met you. This is the internet. You know, I mean, <laughs> we never hung out. We never went to eat. You've never been in my apartment, in my car. i never seen you in person. i never shook your hand. So therefore, you are somebody on the internet. And... I don't consider people that I know on the internet like brothers. Sorry, Ian, no offense. But, you know, so, but, you know I mean, uh, but Ian, you know, I honestly, Ian is somebody I want to hang out with. I want to <laughs> shake his hand. I want to yeah. laugh at him as he's laying in the gutter puking. I can't Hello. wait till that happens, you know. Terrence, on the other hand, I don't want to meet. You're not like my brother. It's just, you're just too out there. And then, by calling me a recovering alcoholic was kind of like, you know, dude, honestly, can you please just disappear from my life already? Can you yeah. just vanish and go away? Now he's gone away. i saying this right now. So my advice is stop <laughs> listening to our show, whatever. And if I feel like saying something, I'll say it. And you know what? Feel free. I'm giving you permission. On your Terrence Reardon experience, Talk about me and Ian all you want. Actually, if you do, you might get people wanting to listen because people love this fucking drama that's going on between all of us. But I will say I this: wait, I can't wait. I can't wait for him to have an argument with himself. Yeah, and kick yeah. himself. <laughs> like Ralph's mom said, if you want to touch it, that's extra because you're retarded. I remember she would say that all the time. She did say. She's she did awesome. say that. I remember. That, it's it was, a catchphrase. It's funny. It was, it was. It was awesome until she said it on my birthday. I was like, "Mom, can you take a break of being whore? Even on my birthday, <laughs> Jesus, man." You're trying to have your party and all your friends are there and you're just like, Mom, stop it. It was so horrible when she said, you know, this is the day you got out of my vagina. Want to come back in on the same day? I was like, Mom, stop. Enough enough about horrors and retards. Okay, so that's it about Terrence and Ian's mom. Now, you got a fan of the week, right, Ian? I do. Let me go first. I have two fan of the weeks. Okay, I got one. All right. Okay, okay. I have two fan of the weeks. My fan of the week even goes before this podcast. This is the guy that's been a fan of my reviews back in the day. Even my first early reviews were all about Black Sabbath. And this guy was a fan of my reviews, which was really cool. His name is Jan. What's his last name, Ian? Jan. I, 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 well, I don't, I don't know how you pronounce his name. I think it's Jan, because he's all a right, Jan, yeah. Well, J-A-N. Okay, uh, I think it's Jan. But cool, I could be wrong. You know, cool guy. You know, he, 
He made me a part of his Black Sabbath group. He's into Black Sabbath. He loves all that stuff. But, you know, I kind of like, you know, am a little miffed by him as of lately. Well, as of the past few months because lately he's been leaving these stupid, like, comments how he doesn't like stuff I like. You know, if I put up a review, he has to leave a comment how he don't like it. And then, you know, pretty much everybody ignores him and talks about how they like it. And then he has to pop up again. Like, hey, look at me. I don't like this. I don't like this. Look at me. It's like, who cares, bro? But that's not, that still, I, I ignored that. I was like, whatever. People have opinions on music. That's not what bothers me. But this guy just really loves to, you know, throw in his, and you know, hey, look, I'm guilty of it as well, but... I'm not going to sit there if people keep praising it, come back in the thread going, look at me, look at me. It's kind of like, I don't know, it's pretty insecure. That's not the part that took me off. The part that took me off is this guy started putting his nose into the Terrence business and protecting Terrence and he even admitting he doesn't even know the whole story of the drama, but saying, I know autistic people. No, you don't. You don't know no autistic people that act like Terrence. Fuck you. That's my fan of the week. Who's your fan of the week, Ian? Uh, well, my, my fan of the week is my mother, because my mother's like, is this guy fucking retarded? Because if this fucking retard kills himself, you could get sued because this retard fucking killed himself because he's fucking retarded. Uh, you know, but that's my mother. She's very subtle. Uh, uh, God damn it. I love you, Diane. Happy 59th birthday. I love you. Best mother in the world. Uh, but other than that, uh, fan of the week goes to Scott Lull. Scott Lull, I think you're from uh, Michigan or fucking Wisconsin or I don't know. Some shit. You're from northern Chicago. I know that shit. But uh, he's a fan that discovered us through the Decibel Geek podcast. Uh, last week we had Chris Sinzak on our Ramones episode, which was amazing. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. It was, it was a lot of fun outside of our box you know and I was kind of like scared I was like wow this is so different from what we do but that's why it is the rock and metal podcast so we can do different shit combat and, yeah exactly but uh, this guy's like hey that's how I found you he, he's like I love this fucking show and he shared the link I, I love that uh, awesome however you find us we appreciate it. We love new listeners. And, uh, you know, some of you might not get the whole Terrence drama, but go back to the beginning, listen to it in order, and then you will get why we were going off on this rant. Uh, my other fan of the week is Alex Hall, who left an awesome fucking review on iTunes. Uh, and as you hear this, this is coming up on the last week of our contest on iTunes where if you leave the coolest best fucking review on iTunes you will be a guest uh, co-host just like Luke on this episode just like many other guests that we've had um, but it's a way to keep the fans involved uh, you know leave us a good review a lot of people have had problems try it once try it again till it clicks and you can come on this show it's fucking worldwide Luke Luke lives in London, right, Luke? Yeah, that's right. Awesome. Hammersmith, born and bred. Yeah, hey, hey, Luke. Exactly. No sleep to Hammersmith. Exactly. Luke, if you if you open your window and look outside, can you see Big Ben? 
No, I can't. London's a lot bigger than you think, Ralph. Yeah, I gotta go over there. I hear it's, <laughs> I hear it's raining now. Uh... Not at this very oh, moment. Rare, but uh, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, come to London, man. We'll hang I, out. I'll w- take, look, oh, my goal is to go over there, man. Because you are, come on, man, you come, live in yeah. the birthplace of heavy metal, man. Yeah, that's Birmingham. I think of Birmingham as the birthplace. See, see, now, that's where see, Sabbath are from. Yeah, but that's like saying, you know, look, uh, the the blues was in the Mississippi, but it's still America. You know what I mean? Oh. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, dude, come, well, come well, to London. We'll, well, we'll see all the sights. We'll go. I'm going to see Saxon next week. Hell yeah, yeah. that's Saxon awesome. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. it's better than the fucking north because that's where Josh Carlson's from, <laughs> and that's fucking terrible. And we'll drink gin next to the hospital. Yes, yeah, do it, man. Let's do it. Hell yeah, oh. man. I'll, I'm yeah. down for that. All right, so those are my fans of the week. Another thing I want to mention is we do, this is shit is in full effect, is our Amazon link. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. I want, Ralph, I personally want to thank you. Yeah, man. You're welcome, man. I hope that 60 cents came in handy. Hey, I love it. I lo- It don't fucking matter, dude. It don't fucking matter. You and Mike Sears. Mike Sears. Oh, he did it too, huh? Oh, oh. And that motherfucker's been here since day one. Uh, they've all come and bought stuff through our Amazon link and I found I'm glad to hear this it doesn't matter uh, if you buy it through Amazon or you do a third party because sometimes you go on Amazon and you can find out like well hey through this guy I'll get it cheaper it doesn't matter anything you buy helps the Rock and Metal Combat podcast and I, I love that and <laughs> people have spent like over a hundred dollars uh, on Amazon. Out of that, I've gotten like $4.44. And I don't care. I'm goddamn proud. Really? Uh, yes. Oh, that's all. Uh, also, what I bought, more money came in because of the other purchases? Yeah, well, here's what happens. The more people buy, the bigger the percentage. Oh, man. So you mean you, you had enough to buy a six-pack? Uh... Yeah, yeah, but I, I, I bought grain alcohol because I'm very cheap. That's awesome, and, but, you know, yeah. hey, look, it's very important. Every, all our listeners out there, go to go through the link on Amazon on our Podbean page and contribute to uh, uh, the diminishing liver in Ian's body. <laughs> and we are doing great on iTunes, I got to mention. We made it this week on iTunes Hot List. We did. Yes. Awesome. Yes, how awesome. Yeah, the, it, it's not as good as the top 200, but to make it onto the hot list is fucking amazing. That's something else that I will just mention. I, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but if you go onto YouTube and type in rock and metal, you're actually on the first um, like suggestions. Wow. Nice. Rock wow. and Metal Combat Podcast actually comes up on the first list of suggestions. So I thought... You know, you might like to know that. That's great. <laughs> no. Not not rock and metal two version. Not that one. <laughs> that shit sucked. No, and, and that is awesome because Ralph does an amazing job on the YouTube versions. I got I got to tell I got to give I got to give super thanks to last week's co-host Chris Sinzak yeah. from Decibel Geek Podcast because not only did he come on our show and do an amazing job. Out of Ramones episode, which was kind of risky for us because it's different from what we do. 
but it's still something that me and Ralph love. And as long as me and Ralph love and respect it, it's going to be on the show. Yeah. But he showed up, and it was a slow grower, but in the end, it turned out to be the best week we ever had. And uh, he gave us an incredible shout-out on his show. He sure did. And it's it's amazing. Uh, we love all the fans, new and old. If you've been here before, you know the episodes are good. Go back and listen to it again, because you know it's going to make you fucking giggle. If you haven't been here, you want to know why are we making fun of Terrence? Go back to the beginning. Listen from the first show on, and you will get the total. Oh, you Terrence. will understand why a lot of people did not like Terrence. Terrence. Oh yeah, Terrence blames us, but the truth, truth, it was the people that listened to the podcast was really the ones that fired Terrence because everybody oh, kept saying to us, and I kept Ian right. I kept saying, "Let's give him a chance. Maybe you know he'll get better." But it just got actually worse. He got oh, worse. Yeah. Hey, hey, I tell you what, the podcast started out through me, I did all the shit to get us started, but yes, I ride fucking Ralph's fucking uh, tail. It's so obvious. And, and he said, oh, we gotta have Ralph. I, I, or he said, we yeah, gotta have Terrence. I was the one suggested to have Terrence, yes. And I knew it was a bad idea, but you know, it's like, I knew I had limited talent. I'm like, I, I'm dependent on you, Ralph. Nah, man. One thing I will give you, Ian, is that you're one funny bastard. Well, well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I'm funnier than the retard. Thank you. That, that, whoa, whoa. <laughs> what, a, what a great compliment. No comment. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, check out the past episodes because they are so awesome. So many fans have written back and said, oh, I didn't like that band or that album. But then I went back and checked it out. Like, man, that was some funny dick jokes you told. <laughs> you know? And, that, and that, that's what it's all about, you know? And, and, uh, oh, and I also want to say, people that are listening that only listen to our KISS episodes, all those other episodes, 9 out of 10, we talk, we have this KISS discussions, either in the current events or during the review or at the end, pick of the week, we bring up KISS in almost every episode. So tune in even if it's not about KISS because we'll talk about KISS. Exactly, exactly. And, uh, you know, we're also a fan of the disabled. And that's why, Luke Ein, Luke Innes, we're <laughs> proud to have you on the show today. Uh, Luke, uh, give, give uh, talk about your podcast, or, or your YouTube pages, or whatever what? the fuck you got. You have a podcast? <laughs> I don't have a podcast. I've got a YouTube page. But, but cool. Yeah, yeah. My it. YouTube page is, uh, is Kissing Time UK. Unfortunately, I'm not updating it as much as I, I'd like to at the moment because I'm busy making a documentary. Um, uh, called, it's called Flaming Youth. Uh, the subtitle is Rise of the Foot Soldier. It's about um, it's about the uh, the Kiss Army in England. Um, oh, cool! So, so it's basically me me running up and down the country with my mates, getting drunk, interviewing the collectors and the guys in the tribute band. We've had a great time doing it so far, uh, um, and it should be ready at the end of the year. That's that's um, awesome. I made I made a documentary about the French Kiss Army, but uh, they all gave up and surrendered their guns because yes. they're pussies. <laughs> you get, you, you, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. The French are pussies. Did you get the joke? <laughs> I made yes. a documentary on Ian's mom, but I can't show it anywhere. Except Hello, oh my god, <laughs> it's my mother's birthday. Except, oh look, look, okay, okay, look. 
I want to apologize. Look, look, I, I, let me say something. I want to say something because I know your mom got really upset when I said I met her at a crack house. It's not true. I did not meet her in a crack house. It was a long, long time ago. Back then it was called Freebase. I met her at a Freebase house. Can you at least say Waffle House? Can you say I met her at a Waffle House? I never met Ian's mom. Sunrise, Florida. (laughs) I never met Ian's mom in my life. It's a little running joke. I fucked Ian's mom. Ian fucked my mom. It's a running joke. I know I'm offending you. She hates me because it's a little joke that I guess somebody from your generation does not get. How how retarded me and Ian are. <coughs> now we are retarded. That I will agree on. That me and Ian are all just right, retarded. All right. And hey, I just want to say one last thing to Ian's mom. Ian fucks my mom in the dirtiest places. <laughs> and speaking of the dirtiest places, I have to give a shout. Next week, our special guest will be Rachel Ray. Where what? she tells us, yeah, where she talks about what we can do with those pesky holiday leftovers. And we talk about Christopher Cross's debut album. Oh, now that's something I can stand behind. I can't wait till next week. Next week. On next Rock- week on the Terrence Reardon Experience. Oh. And yeah. the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. Hey, Terrence, I got to say one last word. If you do talk about me and Ian, put it in the little header. I'll listen. And then I'll talk about it in our next show. It'll be great. A little drama going back and forth. You know, we'll <laughs> give him a lot of ratings if we do that. You know. You know that's yeah. true. Anyway, yes, that is the end of our show. Again, thank you very much, Luke. Check out his uh, his YouTube page, The Kissing Time. And um, thank you, Ian, for destroying your liver for the good of the show. And hello. Happy birthday, Ian's mom, who would never, ever, ever look at my penis, even if they paid her a million bucks. Thank you. Good night.